following episode contains strong language, violence, references to drugs and alcohol, crude humor, and sexual humor. Previously on Masks and Mayhem. And he shakes his head suddenly. He's like, but that is not why I am here. Uh, yeah, let's start there. What brings you around here? I have come with a warning. Oh. Oh? There is a great power on its way here. Of course there is. And I cannot interfere, but I knew that I had to warn you. I knew that the people of Earth needed warning. Well, do elaborate, good sir. My people, the Aldrechi, have been at war for a long time with another race known as the Varmites. They were in a state of cold war with us until a few years ago they went on the offensive. For a long time they were a, a minor power, but something changed. Ruby and Yardak and a few other characters who were transported to an arena in space and forced to fight their way out and escape from the clutches of Unibon, who was the warlord of the arena. Eventually they deposed him. One of the people that they were captured with, Gemini, who is a mimic who can who can touch people to mimic their powers. Gemini was a part of Union. When you look over your shoulder, you realize that there is a glowing yellow energy shield holding everything above you. And when you turn back, you realize that Carl is looking absolutely horrified for a moment. And then the shield goes away. All right, kid, you're about to be more confused in these next five minutes than you've ever been your whole life. And I grab the mask and I take it off. Dad? However you just did, whatever you just did, do it again. This bullet hits you, and you hear a whirr, and you feel it digging into your skin, and you and Visual Aid look at each other and realize that you're starting to phase away when this happens. Can I try to do anything to stop this? No, these guys are grabbing you and they're phasing with you. And when you phase back into existence, you're on a familiar-looking vessel, and you realize you can see the Earth below you, and you're in a sort of caged area, and you see Gemini there. Are they gonna fucking make us fight again? Gemini just looks at you with a horrified face and nods her head no. And then from behind you, a door opens, and you see the ten-foot hulking form of Unibon. Unibon looks at you, Yardak and Visual Aid. His broad, ten-foot-tall frame looks even stronger than your last encounter. His clothing is more regal than the last time, a dark, black, velvet-like material with a gold trim similar to a martial arts uniform. I have waited a long time for this, since your group disgraced me, but I knew I would not be stopped permanently. The guards kick your knees out from behind you, leaving you on the ground. And that's when you realize that there's another alien there to hand him his large, golden-handled, and red-topped power scepter. You remember him using it in your last fight and how it gave him tremendous power. How are you reacting internally? Gritting my teeth and going like, Ow, fucker! Like, my knees bashing against the ground. 
Ruby's real mad. And actually, I gotta go, hey, asshole, if I remember correctly, you kidnapped us and made us fight. Whose fault is that? Insolent earthlings. Um, and he makes a motion to the guards who drag you away. Laserhawk, meanwhile, down in Riverside City in the Kent Labs building in the Centennial, your son is still looking up at you, jaw dropped and awestruck right after you've taken off your mask and revealed your identity. Son? Dad? Deep breaths. I need you to focus here. I can only imagine how many questions you have right now. I promise we will have a frank and honest discussion when all of this is over. But shit has hit the fan. I need you to focus on how you did that before. I need you to do that again. I need to get the both of you to safety. Uh, and that's right when Bev goes, Brock, behind you, and points to two Varmites coming around the corner who raise their blaster rifles at you. Spark! Y'all done fucked up today! Alright, what do you do? You know what? I'm gonna try and handle this diplomatically first. I'm going to roll an intimidate check. Okay. You're gonna do that with a negative five penalty. Uh, that's fine. That's still a 26, baby. They seem unnerved, but they are not retreating in any way. Alright then. Kawabunga, it is. Double tap! And you're blasting them? I'm blasting both of them. A 19. And the second one is a 25. Both of those hit. What's the DC on that? Oh, cool. Uh, Solar shotgun, DC 24. Boom. One of them takes a shot to the head, immediately backflips onto the ground and lands lands unconscious. The other one uh, takes the hit. You can see it's singeing their armor, almost burning through, but didn't quite make it. <sighs> Uh, he raises his rifle and goes to shoot at you. Uh, dodge plus ten. Dodge plus ten is a sixteen, buddy boyo. Uh, he does hit you. Well, toughness is where I shine. Thirty-one? You absorb that shot, like, you almost maybe activated your lasers at the right time to sort of just literally absorb some of the energy as it came through. Cute. Now run. And that's also when Bev picks up Carl and they also begin running uh, towards a fire exit. What direction would the laser hut be in conjunction of where we're at right now? You're in the Centennial, so you're like on the other side of town. Shit, that's where I'm trying to get them. I'll find you. Run as fast as you can. Head east. The guy sees them and picks a shot off at them. And Carl does it again, like, activates his shields again. And I just want to, like, look at my son, proud yet nervous. Uh, yeah, the second shot does, like, break them down. It was just in time for them to reach the fire exit. Uh, wonderful. I'm gonna close the distance. What are you doing next? Socking him in the jaw one for. Go for it. 25. Boom. You hit him so hard that he flies up, hits the ceiling, and then falls and hits the ground, also unconscious. Both of them, you notice that their guns deactivated when they went unconscious. Dumbass. And I go back to my family. You catch up to them uh, without an issue. Come here. Scooping you up. The aliens were invading this area. They're invading the Molar building, which, from the distance that you are, you can see, like, it looks pretty overrun now, since the three of you are no longer in that area. 
there's the two big ships in the sky. Here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna pick the both of you up. You're gonna go to where I've been staying. There's a little underground part where you two will be safe. There's food, there's water in case shit hits the fan. From there, there are also dogs that need to be taken care of. So you're telling them to go, or are you taking them? I'm taking them. I wish to pick them up and boing, because I can jump up to a mile in a single bound. Um, it's gonna take you a couple jumps to get there, but- I kinda figure, but yeah, I want to get them safely within the laser hunt, and then, uh- As you're jumping and you're getting a lay of the land, you're seeing, like, basically they're building a bit of a fortification around, like, the Molar building. Like, they don't seem to be expanding, like, into the city- but, like, within that block radius that you all had tried to fortify, like, they've started basically taking those fortifications and, like, doing it themselves. Uh, who's they, partner? The aliens? The, the, the Varmite, uh, attack force. Over, again, just because you're up high in the air and you can see all over. Uh, meanwhile, over at Echo Base, you can see that the ship appears to be starting to take off to head back up, and, uh, that's when you hear, uh, your comms start, like, beeping. Going for Brock. Brock, can you hear me? Uh, what's up, Ulrich? I've just gotten word that We've lost visual, and we've lost Yodak signals. Do you have eyes on them? The fuck do you mean we lost their signals? No, I don't have eyes on them. Hornet and I think they're probably taken like Gemini was. I don't know why- Shit! They've gotten a hold of Hornet, and they haven't tried to phase her away, so it- It seems to be targeted. <sighs> Where are you at? Echo base? The two of us have driven them off. We're, we're planning to head back, uh, to the outpost. Give me five minutes. As you're saying to give them, give them five minutes, you hear them like they're, they're the sound of a vulture craft taking off through his comms. Oh, awesome. Thank God I can jump high. All right. See you there as soon as I can. So you're able to get over to the laser hut. You do like initially when you're kind of bouncing over the uh, the occupied territory, like there is a couple shots that are taken at you. But like once you get a certain distance, they stop like they're not pursuing you or anything like that. Can, can we say that uh, Carl was able to like eat a couple of those shots? Uh, yeah, let's say one was almost on the money, but he activated the shields at just the last moment. Um, again, just with how unused to it he is, that shield broke almost immediately, but it absorbed the shot. Cool. Uh, he also looks exhausted by this. Oh, yeah, understandable. Punch open the code, open the door, kinda usher the family inside. I really hope to get the place looking a little bit nicer before I had you guys swing through, but... While you're saying this, like, the lower part is revealing itself, too. Bev is just looking around and just being like, Brock, how do you afford all of this? No, wait, just, no, fuck it, go. I have friends in places. Kate! Doop, doop. Yeah, Brock, what's up? My family's here. I can only imagine how busy you are. I need you to have an extra eye on them. I need you to have... Cameras are up, buddy. Do what you got. Do what you got to do. Um, but like, I, I I can tell you if something if something comes their way, I don't have any like way of of getting to them to physically help. That's all I need. Thank you. Ten four, good buddy. Before I bound off, I want to take a moment to put a hand on Carl's shoulder. I'm proud of you. When I get back, we're gonna talk. Until then, he immediately lunges forward and gives you a big hug. Brock was not expecting that at all kind of like stands there for a moment like surprised please please be safe hey when have you ever seen laser hog in trouble and i also want to look at bev and just i'm sorry it happened this way it's okay 
we're going to be safe here? You're going to be safe. Points on the desk, just in case I got a gun in there. The French Bulldogs Cafe, the Chocolate Labs Bodega. They're the bestest boys ever. I give my family one last look and skeedle-deedle-dee off to the city with me. Uh, meanwhile, back up in space. Visual, Yardak, you, along with Gemini, are led to a circular holding cell room uh, that seems familiar to you. Looks like it's had some renovations since the last time you were here, though. Um, it's in a circle, though, so, like, your different cells are facing towards each other. I would say, also, one thing you take notice of is it does seem, with time and perspective now, it does also seem oddly familiar to Yarkalen's ship in the future timeline. Oh, of course he's working with fucking aliens. Or Jack and their tech. After he kicked their ass. <laughs> Jack and their tech. Uh Gemini looks straight up panicked. Verge of tears, like, unstable. Uh, in that case, what I do is I, I create a little shardling and send him over to her. It's a little, it's a little emotional support shardling. You can't. Why, I don't, they, they take my water skin? Well, you have an energy field that, that closes your cell. Oh, I was picturing energy like bars. What powers does Gemini currently have? Uh, the last that you saw her, she would have had, um, Brock's powers. Hey, I'm going to prove that I really do have a really good memory, and I'm going to do what we did last time in the session we didn't record, so I couldn't have gone back and listened to this. I'm going to make it look like all our cells are empty. Immediately, the guards begin looking around, confused at the fact that, you know, three of the cells are now empty. The one taps on the side of the other, though, and hits a button on his, uh, on his helmet, and immediately you see, like, a flash of light on the goggles of the helmet. Oh, don't like that one. Does that see through illusions? Does that do anything? Um, it, it makes it, it makes a sound. It speaks a language that you don't know. Um, but it gesture. But you see it immediately gesture towards you. I then would like to create an illusion of myself behind them and just have the illusion yell, "Hey, asshole!" Interesting. You see it turn towards the sound, but it doesn't appear to recognize that there was an illusion. Uh, it taps the helmet again and takes a step back and then looks back and forth between you, um, and the and the illusion. Going to fo- try and focus and just make a bunch of me, like a bunch of my sound. The two guards look around at all of these different variations of you. They hit their helmet, take another look around, and when they hit the helmet, you see the little flash on their goggles, and they just kind of lock eyes on you, on the real you. Damn it. Damn. And just, they kind of, again, say, rrr, 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 like something like you can't quite make, you can't make out in any way, because again, you don't speak whatever language they speak. Fuck it. Uh, while they're looking around, I'm gonna just make a cheap, like, banana peel in front of one of them. <laughs> gonna fucking Mario Kart these bitches. If this fucking works. Alright, one of them goes, steps on it, and... Does trip and fall into the other. Yeah! Uh, it doesn't hurt them in any way, but he does, like, trip on it. So you know that you're able to still create things. Alright, Yardak, what's going through your mind as all this is happening? <laughs> Gemini, meanwhile, does not seem comforted by any of this. No, the girl is fucking terrified. I'm gonna make a picture stick and land it in Gemini's cell. She grabs it, um, because it, like, falls out of the air in front of her. She looks over to you, Ruby, and she does look like she's comforted a little bit. Um, and to you, Yardak. She's like, guys, what the- what the fuck are we gonna do? Uh, we got out of this before. Mmm, that, that might kill her. <laughs> Jesus, Dan. Well, because my whole thing was I'm going to say, aim a Negasonic missile at the ground, and then, like, go through the ground, as opposed to through the thing. Bitch, I ain't here. She has your powers. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why I said. That's why I wanted to know whose power she had. And okay, I was like, good. She's panicking. Let's have her use the move that kicks my ass. That's why I said, no, that'll kill her. <laughs> she just gets she just gets fucking yeeted into space because she blows it in the wrong direction. Upon further review, perhaps that's a bad idea. So I will say, from what you remember, the cells are kind of like deep in the ship. You are not attached to the external. Okay. So they, they see heat signatures, right? Uh, when they turn on the, the gl- goggles, you would just be able to surmise. I want to summon a shardling because, huh, cold. Okay. I want to have him just go over and uh, prison break us. Just start slashing his little crystally arms away at the wall. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um... Or or I, I'll, I'll like take him and throw him up. And then he catches on to, like, I'm assuming there's a vent we have to breathe. And then, like, start hacking away, and then we can go through the vents. Blazerhawk style. Yeah, you throw him on up there, he starts, like, slashing at it. Yeah! Let's go, crystal arms! (laughs) There is a bit of, like, a Shawshank thing going on here, in terms of, like, it's clear that, like, he's not that strong, so it's not- It's slow going. Oh, yeah. But he's a construct, he doesn't have to, like, breathe and stuff, so it's not like he has to, like, let go and be thrown back up. I like to imagine this is starting while they're dealing with the fuck I tripped them with the banana peel. Yes, yeah, they're not really taking notice to it at all. Hey, we found a way to include Brandon in this part. (laughs) All right, so yeah, so he's kind of hacking and slashing at that. Meanwhile, back down on Earth, Laserhawk, you just got out, I imagine, from the laser hut, and you're taking off bounding towards the outpost. Uh, yeah, going to kick it with the homies. It's luckily, it's the middle of the day still, bright, it's sunny, it's the middle of May. As you're coming through, you can see that it looks like it's a a controlled drop that Ulrich is pulling to get towards that base. God damn it, why does my life always fall apart on the most beautiful of days? It's not too long after that that you see Hornet gliding on in. With a much less controlled drop, I hit the ground. Yeah, yeah, you make a little bit of a, of a crater, just like slightly in the in the sidewalk. Foom. Cool. Ulrich's got some scratches on him. Pam has, like, clearly has some chunks that were taken out of the suit that she has, like, patched up. Damn. Yeah. Hey, boss. So, how we all feeling? We've got to figure out what the fuck happens with our friends. Hard agree. Take quick inventory on ourselves. Is anyone dealing with any life-threatening injuries that shock is absorbed until now? No, no, I'm I'm ready to get back in it. Pam, how's your suit? Uh, it's it's definitely not air sealed anymore, but I can keep. I'm good. It uh, all the all the mechanicals are still going. Wonderful. So no trips to space for you. Don't fucking count your words now. As you're heading in, it's kind of all hands on deck. You see, Kevin Lewis has a big map of the city. Naren Betris is kind of giving some general guidance. Kevin, Naren, Betris, and Alan Rickard all look up at the lot of you as you walk in, Laserhawk. So what do we know about Ruby, Yardak, and Gemini? Betris goes, we lost track of their signal. I am attempting to retool and recalibrate some of these, what was it, Union satellites to track some of the Varmite ships. We have reason to believe they may be on one of them now. Wonderful. I was about to ask you to do that. Thank you. My own curiosity, I'm curious how Alan Rickward is reacting to all of this. He's got a bit of a thousand-yard stare. He looks, like, prepared, but he looks shaken. He was not expecting things to go this way. I want to walk up to Rickard, kind of 
throw a hand on his shoulder. Hey, get it together, bud. And he shakes his head. Yeah, I got, we got this. There's one person who can fucking handle themselves and all this shit. It's her. You know that. It is moments later that there's a call coming up on one of the screens from Betsy. It's a video call. She looks like she is on some kind of aircraft. And she looks over, she sees, you know, you and the other heroes, and she goes, How goes it on your front? Maybe not the best. Three of us are missing. Elaborate. Casualties? We have no idea where Visual Aid, Yardak, or Gemini are. We have completely lost signal of them, Betsy. We've gathered some intel that could be relevant. Um, we were able to hold them back. Alpha base is secured. Things are on the up and up in Texas. They're, they're still kind of scattering to the wind, so we're trying to you know, make sure that they're, they're not taking a foothold. South America seems secure. Well, when we find Ruby, she'll yeehaw to that, partner. We're inbound to Riverside, but we have reason to believe that they're, they're definitely searching for something, and it sounds like possibly also someone's. Well, let's hope that our friends weren't those someones. We, we, we were able to capture a few of them who had some kind of scanning equipment. Uh, we're trying to reverse engineer uh, what exactly they're scanning for. What do you need us doing? It sounds like we're going to need to take the fight to them if they've got a few of our friends. Uh, I'm going to want you to select a strike force. All right. We waiting for you to land or am I selecting the moving in? You're going to wait for us to make the move, but I'm going to want you to start thinking about it. And suddenly on the call, you see the camera get shifted and you see the crafter. Oh, hey, buddy. Hey! What are you up to? You know, another day, another another world-ending event. Hey, want to come hang out with us? Uh, we're, we're on our way to you. Betsy, I guess, uh, wanted me to let you know, like, if you need me to get someone to you, you know, I can. I mean, he can't go into space, can he? How quickly can you get to high winds? Who do you need? I definitely need the big one. See if the kid's born. I'm not bringing a kid into this. Alright then, you see if Dimitri's on good enough terms to help out. Okay, anyone else? I can grab most of the other ones that are out on the field right now. Whoever you can get. Bare minimum, I promised Atlas Glorious Combat. But whoever you can get. What are you doing in the meantime? Well, I have to assemble the rest of my task force, so right away I go up to Ulrich and Pam and say, So you guys heard that. You don't have to join me. You've done more than enough. But, I wouldn't mind the backup. We are with you, Brock. Pam goes, yeah, I can't let you have all the fun. Points to record. You're hanging the fuck back. If anything happens to you, Ruby will kill me. He doesn't look very happy about that, but he nods his head yes. There's gonna be all sorts of shit that needs to be done that's not right there. I feel comfortable knowing that you're gonna be helping do all that other shit. You understand, Rickard? You're right, Brock. You're right. Naren Betris goes, we've got them. He pulls up uh, a satellite image. They appear to be hiding on the dark side of your moon. What in the fucking Pink Floyd is going on here? Uh, the image shows that it's like a ship orbiting the dark on the dark side of the moon. And the second they get the image of the ship, though, you see Kevin and uh, Rickard, both of them kind of perk up. Wait, wait, wait. We know this. We know that ship from somewhere. And actually, to you, Brock, the, again, it looks kind of like the ship that Yarkalen had in the future. Like, not exactly the same, but like design similarities. Wait a fucking minute. 
Is that where fucking Yardashian got that from? You see, again, he throws it up on the screen. He's kind of going through a bunch of files. It shows a sketch made of an outside of a ship, and it says, from recollections of Ruby Lawson and Yardak. This is, this is the ship that abducted them five years ago. You're fucking kidding me. I'm pretty sure this was Yardashian's ship during our little jaunt in the future. Yeah, you mentioned he, he made reference to something about a Varmite threat. This is all starting to come together. It's whoever they stopped last time. They're back. Well, I guess he wasn't completely off his rocker then. You feel a bit of a rumbling outside, Brock. Like, we're not talking, like, full-on earthquake, but you do see, like, you know, some, someone has, like, a glass of water and there's a little bit of a shake to it. Uh, do you guys feel that? Kevin Lewis kind of cocks a smile. He goes, yes, I do. Meanwhile, back up in space, basically the two guards have kind of re- recollected themselves. The shardling is kind of like all four uh, limbs are kind of grabbing this vent, and it's just using one hand to kind of like just continually slash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope it's not making that much noise. <laughs> and then suddenly two more guards come in, and immediately, like, they don't even break stride when the door opens. They immediately go and deactivate Gemini's energy field. Oh, get to blasted! Before they can do anything, I put a wall in front of it so they can't get to her. Uh, the two of them kind of, like, point at the wall and then point over to you, and the original two guards put down uh, your energy field and, and, co- and t- come in towards you. <laughs> I put a wall in front of me. No, okay, no. Let them take us, keep the wall up for her, and then the shardling is going to go and get her out while we're out, then she can come help us. Okay. Okay, they don't appear to be going for Yardak. They uh, they just appear to be grabbing you right now. Oh, well, then I'll get her, and then we can come help you. Can I try and make an object, like, in Yardak's energy field to see if I can disrupt it? Oh. Uh, what are you trying to make? I'm just gonna make, like, a box, like, right in the energy field, just to hoping that disrupting it will make it break. Essentially, like, you make that box, and it buckles pretty quickly. Damn. And they do also see you do this, and immediately throw a bag over your head. That's rude. Oh, okay. Space cartel. <laughs> you know, honestly, it's not, not too far off. So, wall is up in Gemini's, and I will say, Yardik, you saw her put up the wall and kind of disrupt, disrupt yours a little bit, but it just was not, no matter how fast you would have moved, it, it buckled before you could get there. Um, and just shards of it went everywhere. I tried, at least. I want to make a dagger, but it's, like, in my hand, and the dagger, the blade is, like, up, hiding behind my sleeve. Okay. All right, so you're being led away, and then uh, you feel basically like something clamp onto either arm. It's not like you're all laying on anything, but like basically your two arms are being kind of like held to the ground. And then moments later, uh, the bag comes off, and you're basically staring down Unibon. Can't handle being a sword loser. I wasn't expecting to speak with you first, but it seems that you wanted to volunteer as you uh, kept your friend away for the moment. I'm what's called a good person, and so I try to, like, help harm not happen to other people. You might want to think about that, like, as a concept. Spend enough time in the universe and you will see that it is dog-eat-dog, I believe is the phrase you would use. I have been to hell and back and I'm still a good person. I've come to examine you, as I, for many years before, I have fought beings that trump your powers a lot of you by a good margin, and I've still been just curious as to how how my defeat occurred. Perhaps it was hubris that got the best of me, but I wanted to be sure. 
But as I examined further, your planet contained many curiosities. You know, we're actually kind of nice. We have a lot of, like, people going on. You could have just said, hello, can I explore your planet? Diplomacy. Yes. The actions of those who know they cannot win. Winning by might is the coward's way. How did you get your abilities, Miss Lawson? If you've been exploring that much, shouldn't you know already? I know that one of them has come to your planet. I know that you have gotten your abilities from them. And how much do you know of the Aldrechi, truly? The what? Play at ignorance all you wish. But I know that something has happened. I want to try and actually roll to make him think I don't know what he's talking about. You want to roll deception? That's fine. Uh, 27. Fine, he does seem genuinely almost concerned that you don't know what he's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Be that as it may, something is different about you. Something is different about your friends. And I'm going to figure out what it is. We are linked now, you and I. When I finally made my move, when I finally escaped years ago and began to reamass my powers, I saw into your mind, Lawson. And I saw into the mind of your friend, the Atlantean. I saw into your mind of the friend, the duplicator. And I think you saw into my mind as well. And you have flashbacks to those couple years ago when you started having those really terrible dreams of the shadows attacking you. That's what that was. Were you dreaming those too? Because that sucked. It is how I knew something was different about your planet. But nonetheless, I will figure it out in time. What? That we actually liked working together and like me and my friends tried like not enslaving people? I am not talking about a difference in cultures. I am talking about a difference in something deeper. And I'm going to figure it out. And that's when I also discovered that your planet is rich in treasures sought around the entire universe. I make gold coins to fall around them as like, there, you want treasure? Take it. Useless Aram. That is available everywhere. This proved to be a less than fruitful conversation. Perhaps the next will be better. Goodbye, Miss Lawson. I try to trap him in a box. (laughs) Fuck it, go on old school with this. You get a hero point? He not only uh, moves fast enough to get out of the box, he then smacks you across the face with his scepter. Damn. Not again. Two of the guards come in, bag over your head again, uh, release you, and take you back towards the cells. You always choose the coward's way of everything. Uh, Meanwhile, back down on the ground. Ground is starting to shake a little more notably now. Lewis gestures to you to follow him outside. Uh, Outside, do I follow Lewis? Not too far away in the distance, you see a large craft, like an aircraft carrier, coming through through the sky. Goddamn, how long have you guys had this thing kicking around, Lewis? It wasn't supposed to go online. Uh, in fact, the Security Council was talking about not even allowing us to, but desperate times, Betsy decided to, to make the call and do it anyway. Fucking shit, this thing's the size of a township. Okay, maybe not a township, but at least like a hamlet. And this thing basically immediately, uh, at, once it gets like within range of the town, lets out a volley of missiles and some kind of laser weapon straight off the bow, uh, straight into the invading ship uh, above the molar building. Brock hits the fucking deck. He wasn't ready for that. 
Uh, a bunch of it is absorbed, you see, by like some kind of energy shield surrounding it, but a bunch gets through. You see that it begins to kind of uh, take off uh, away from town. I slowly pick myself up off the ground. Hey, maybe you guys can have some kind of a warning signal when that thing's about to go off. Fair enough. Uh, and you see that Lewis didn't move an inch. Yeah, no shit. Lewis is used to this thing. Everyone else did kind of like get behind something. Lewis looks rejuvenated. So does Rickard. Good, good. And then a moment later, a purplish portal appears in front of you and the crafter steps through. Uh, I walk forward to shake his hand. Good to see you, Brock. I've got a crew assembled uh, up in the ship. We've got those things gone for at least a little while. Okay, uh, were you able to get anyone extra? I was able to get one extra. I wanted to keep the group small. Follow me. Follow do I? I guess I kind of wave over everyone else, too. Everyone else that's uh, part of the group. Everyone's following you through the portal, so it's uh, it's you, it's Ulrich, it's Hornet, it's Rickard, it's Lewis, uh, Naren Betris, too. The whole Scooby-Doo gang. Yeah, the whole gang of characters with names. So you come on to, like, the bridge of this immaculately maintained ship. It looks like something out of Space Cadet, practically. Like, it looks very advanced. Oh, Ruby would lose your shit about this. You do see head engineer of Union, Frank Dunlap. You see Dr. Lydia Alvarado. I'm mad that Ruby's missing Frank. You see Deputy Director Zachary Ramos. Uh, and of course, uh, standing at the command station, you see Betsy Bullard. Hi, everyone. Along with them and along with like the main, like I said, crew of like, you know, navigator, you know, people at the different stations, uh, you see Atlas the Alpha. It's a fairly tall command center, but he's kind of, you know, probably like the tip of his head. He has to like lean his head down just a little bit. I approached Atlas first with a half smile and said, I told you if you straighten your act, I'd bring you combat more glorious than you'd ever seen. Uh, you do one of those handshakes like in Predator where you're both flexing your muscles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you also see Dimitri Dragunov, the gutter knight. I move on down to him. I owe you a million apologies, but I just want to say thank you for fighting alongside me, friends. And I stick a hand out to shake it. I knew it would be serious if Laserhawk was going to ask me to help. Uh, you see Yaradamo. Oh. He is all decked out like in Atlantean runes, like, and weaponry. Well, I wasn't expecting you. I've never been to space. It's gonna be an interesting one. But you've hardly been on land. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> Let's kick their fucking ass. Stick a hand out to shake it. Let's fucking do it. There is one other person, a female Atlantean, that you don't recognize. Who the fuck are you? Hi, Ula Jingaru. Howdy ho, neighborino. Does that name ring a bell to me? You would recognize it that she was a hero before Atlantis ever made its uh, appearance on land. Uh, was interviewed. Uh, basically, the thing people know about her is she had amnesia, and she just thought she was like a post-human until Atlantis revealed itself. Is this the one who Crafter, you know, formed a school of fish with? Uh, in the future, yes. Uh, she mentioned, uh, Ula mentioned her mom's name. Oh! Oh, pleasure to meet you. And uh, that's also when Betsy says, and we figured out what they're searching for. And? Well, obviously, based on what uh, information we got from the others, they were searching for Gemini, Yardak, and Visual Aid because of a previous encounter. Betsy walks up to you and says, we were able to reverse engineer their scanners. She hits a button, and what looked like a wall previously reveals itself to be a form of, like, two-way glass. And you see a whole group of engineers around what looks to be uh, the engine room for this thing. And centered right in the middle, you recognize its distinctive energy uh, look about it, is a shard of the Jewel of Bolivar. Oh, 
shit, you've been fucking busy, Bets. Question, how big are the shards slash how big is the jewel itself? Uh, the jewel itself was like the size of like a cantaloupe. Oh, okay. It's a big fucking jewel. So, you're telling me that they came here specifically to get our friends. And also the, the jewel. They must have picked up its energy pattern. Something about it must stand out to them. Seriously? What the fuck were you guys doing before I got to town? We told you about that several times. Okay, but I guess Brock seeing is believing, my friends. <laughs> and Brock's fucking believing right now. <laughs> We've got a plan then to try to draw, th- draw them in. Given that we definitely got enough firepower to take on these smaller ships. Didn't even fight back before it fled. But if we can basically up the amperage of this thing, it might be enough to draw in the main, the main ship where, we believe, where our friends are. What's stopping us from teleporting onto the ship, getting our friends out of the ship, and then blowing it to Kingdom Come? Crafter pipes in and he goes, I don't know the layout of that ship enough to feel comfortable making an accurate jump in a sensitive situation like this. Alright, fair enough. You know, if we get closer to it, I can try, because it looks like it does have, like, some windows and things, but I, when I make an uncalculated jump, I'm usually just doing it myself. No, that's understandable. We don't want to take that risk with this many people, especially when our friends are involved. Betsy crosses her arms and says, I've got some ideas, but I'd be open to hear your thoughts. What have you got? Like I said, we up the amperage, it draws them in. Once they're close enough, we send out a squadron of vultures, draw any potential fire, and have them get you cover. Uh, to basically bust in. You know, once we have them in atmosphere, a little less concerned about any venting. Well, once we get them in close enough, I think that the best course of action is to have Robert try to get us directly onto the ship. You said you could do that once it's closer, right? I, I'll feel more comfortable taking that chance. Alright, we get directly in instead of trying to blow a hole in the side or anything like that. And we have a layout of the ship, right? Lewis pipes in, we've got some basic recollections, you know, from their description, but it's, uh, it's, it's by no means a blueprint. You know, we can tell you where, we can tell you where the cells are, we can tell you where the royal chamber is, and if they still have it, where the arena is. Well, the cells are probably going to be where they're being kept currently. Hopefully they're not being sent to the arena to die, or somewhere fucking scarier than that. And I turn the crafter, and it's basically going to be a crapshoot where we land in that thing, isn't it? A little bit. Like I said, the more, you know, the closer we get, the more uh, I can see inside. It, it makes it a lot, a lot easier, for sure. Do you think that Cassie will be able to hook into a computer in there of some kind to be able to download, like, a map? That's a good, that's a good plan, too. Cassie, the hologram, pops up on Crafter's shoulder. She's kind of, like, sitting on his shoulder, like her ankle's kind of crossed. That's adorable. I love that. She goes, you get me inside. I, I, I'm, I'll crack any codes they got. Good. We get in there. We find the computer. Download the map. We figure out where we're going from there. Sounds like a plan. Rickard goes up to Lewis and says, I'd like to be uh, on the Vulture Strike Force. And uh, Lewis goes, you're one of the best pilots we got. You're in. Why don't we have you directing the Strike Force then? Since you know what the fuck you're doing. Brock, we gotta, we gotta draw their fire. I'm confident, you know, we'll be able to outpace them, but I gotta do something to help. Rickard, I need to make sure that you're fucking safe. Betsy uh, pipes in and goes, he's an agent of Union, Laserhawk. He gets to make that choice. (sighs) Rickard, if you end up in another fucking coma, I'm smacking you awake. You understand that? (laughs) 
Loud and clear, Laserhawk. And if you think that you're going to go out there and die, I will drag you back from the brink of death. So you better stay safe out there, soldier. I'm going to see her again, Brock. You're fucking right you are. It goes to shake your hand. I hug him. Fuck that. Stay safe out there. She needs you. You get her out of there in one piece, buddy. I'm not the one we have to worry about. I've got lasers and shit. And everyone kind of looks around at each other, starts nodding, and Betsy goes, All right, team, here we go. (sighs) Hey out there, RC here to welcome you into Season 3. Can you believe that we're finally getting to see what happened with this invasion? If you didn't get to join us for our Halloween one-shot slasher stream specials, they're all up on our YouTube channel now, so you can watch Halloween 2 Homecoming, Halloween 3 The Sleep Stalker, and Halloween 4 Field of Doom, featuring guests including Control-Out-Quinn, Mother of Carp, Sama, and Alex and Troy from Green Ronin. You can find those and our five-year anniversary stream at youtube.com backslash at sign mayhemcast. Also, one last reminder to fill out our four-question survey in the show notes for Redacted Rangers. We really want to know how you felt. But for now, let's go to our sponsor before we get back to the game. Hey, surprise, it's me again, motherfuckers. You guys know the drill. I've got a new album. It's got silly raps. It's got dope-ass dance music. It's got music that's appeared on this very show. It's even got a cover of Happy Happy Joy Joy for all you early Nickelodeon kids. So go on to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you guys check out your music and listen to my new album. Walking through the rain to a cafe to write down my private thoughts in my journal while crying into a half-eaten pastrami that I did not buy at the cafe. Yes, that's the name of the album. Back up on the dark side of the moon. Ruby, you're being led back into the cells. You thrown in, you're, you're like basically in one fluid motion, they pull the bag off your head and throw you in. You've got uh, the shardling. Yardak, when you look up, looks like the shardling's almost through. Yeah. Uh, you notice that they're dropping visual aid back in her cell. Like I said, in one fluid motion, they push her into the cell and take the bag off her head and activate the energy shield. Uh, and they're kind of, again, talking amongst themselves um, in a language that you don't recognize. Like, Do they stay in the room or do they leave? Uh, they're in the room for the moment. Two of them leave, two of them stay. Um, are they doing anything or are they just standing there being a-holes? Uh, they're talking to each other, you know, and kind of a, and, and just, again, you just, you don't know the language. So to them, you know, they might as well be speaking Greek, which you also don't speak. <laughs> are their visors still on? Because so many have come and gone, you don't know if the heat signature's on, if that's what you mean. I was going to try to do some shit where, like, water and or, like, sweat on my body to cool it really quickly to cool my temperature down so I'm not seen in the heat sensor thingies. You can try it, you just don't know. Oh, you know what? I'll give it a shot. I don't know what the fuck kind of roll that would be or if it I would roll, but... Uh, well, no no need to do a roll. What's your, um, you have water and, and should have an ice control listed on your sheet. So I have, uh, water control 10. Okay, so you have water control 10, so yeah, roll and add 10. <laughs> I got a nat 20, baby! That makes it a 30. Oh, first of the season. You... Again, because you didn't say anything to the others. You know, they see you kind of just, like, wave your hands over yourself and immediately, like, ice up. And at the same time, the shardling finishes cutting through the last of the of the grating. 
I want to do another thing, and then, like, because I want to go up through the vent. As I'm doing that, I want to use, uh, like, a little bit more oomph and, like, make the shardling get bigger so he looks like he I'm still standing in the room. So he's going to drop down? Yeah, yeah. So I'm basically going to swap places. I'm going to go up, and he's going to go down, and it's gonna he, and he's going to get taller to make it look like I'm still standing in there. Okay. Do you have sleight of hand? I have five in sleight of hand. And what about in deception? Deception, nine. No, I feel like it'd be sleight of hand. So yeah, roll sleight of hand. Uh, yeah, 15. So I guess like you, because you have kind of a telepathic connection with him, you tell him what to do to drop down and get bigger as you're jumping up there and roll stealth as well. 28. You you do it all in one fluid motion up into the vent, straight up Anakin Skywalker, like straight jump, uh, straight up into the vent. He drops down and you have to leave some of your water behind though so he can get bigger. Okay, but I'm going to get my friends out now. Ruby, you see this. Gemini doesn't see anything right now. Yeah, she's behind a fucking wall. <laughs> uh, what are you doing, Yardak? Get Ruby out of her thing, because then as soon as Ruby's out, she can just dematerialize Gemini's wall. Yeah. Uh, well, no, she has to touch the wall. Remember that. Uh, okay. Um, in that case... Just go get Gemini. Make my way over to Gemini's cage. Okay, so you're kind of doing like this. You're coming at it from the vent side. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're looking down at the vent. Are you trying to, like, are you trying to silently cut, like, the, the shardling was? What is your plan here? Like, when you look down at the vent, you can see Gemini. Laserhawk, well, no. Are your powers just boom-boom blast lasers, or can we uh, sustain a laser to to cut? Yeah, I was about to say, that definitely sounds like a power stunt thing to me. Well, Gemini is a non-player character, and I would like to say for her to power stunt, and then as she does that, make my way over to Ruby. All right, yeah, making making your NPC friend power stunt. That could have no negative consequences for you. No, I'm just saying it would make total sense for, like, uh, Gemini to be the one to figure out that my powers can do that. So what are you saying to Gemini? Psst. And then, like, which has her look up. Uh, Gemini actually does sign language towards you and then realizes you don't know sign language. No, it's still ASL, but it's Atlantean sign language. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know that either, though. Uh, but anywho, I try to be as quiet as I can and then tell her to, I was like, use your lasers, make a hole, climb up in here. I'm going to go get Ruby. So you see her laser leaps up, grabs the edge of the grate and starts just like an aliens with the welding torch. Yeah. Uh, and Ruby, you notice at this point that the guards have like recognized that from their perspective, Yardak is gone. So they're kind of panicking, and then eventually they touch their helmets, and they kind of take a step back when they see the shardling, kind of like tilt their head, like, what? Mm-hmm. And then he just goes, Kabai. What does the large shardling do when uh, they look at him? He gives him a flex. Squeenle hey, squeenle hoo. Okay, so, yeah, it only takes a moment, though, and again, you look down, and you see visual aid, visual aid. Again, you hear Yardak kind of moving a little bit and see him. Wave, like, hello. Yeah, like you, because you saw from the beginning what I was doing. So, uh, so what you see visually, and I'll let you know, is that they are kind of like going in and turning off the force field at the shardling right now, and like going up to him, and like one of them kind of shoves him on the shoulder. I put a wall in front of Gardak's thing. All right, so you can no longer see what's happening with the shardling. That's fine. But they're fucking in there. What is their reaction to getting stuck in there? I telepathically communicate with him. Beat him up. Yep, and then I I beam him up, Scotty. No, I have to beat him up. <laughs> like they, they they can't interact with anything. They're ju- they're just they're just little envoys. Oh, okay. Since we're in the vents, and uh, I'm going to then now that they're in there, I'm going to speak regularly to you and tell you to uh, 
make a rope. Also, block block, block them so they can't get to the vent. Uh, and Gemini's right behind you then, Yardak. One, you would have to block them. I that That's a fucking gaping hole. Like, I can't change that. Two, uh, I want to talk down. Ha, talk down to you. <laughs> that's condescension. <laughs> and uh, I want to speak down to you and say, um, uh, create a rope and throw it up. Like, I'll bang against it as you pull, bring you up, and then all of us are in the vents, and then we can get the fuck up out of here. I look at you and make a ladder. <laughs> no, I think uh, Yardak's saying that you have to come up to them into the vents. Yeah, because you have to get out. Right, the only energy field that's down was the one in Yardex, so. Yeah. Okay, so I try to make a rope, but, like, with a knot on the end? I mean, uh, yeah. I, I'm just gonna loop it through, and then you pull as I bang. Yeah. So then I climb up the rope, right? No, 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 we're, we're just in? yanking the... Oh, we're just yanking this down with the rope, okay. Yeah, and then I'll help you up. And then all of us are gonna be in the things, and then we, like, make the way the fuck up out of here... So the venting system, like, it centralizes between the different cells, but the area to get to, like, outside of the cell area is completely blocked off. Okay, well then we'll do come down through the middle. And now we're in the middle of the, the cage room, but not in cages. Gotcha. All right, so you bust down in. Yeah, and I, I, I explicitly state I take my water from the shardling that has gotten destroyed by the two guys. And at, right after he does that, I put I make another block and put it over the vent where the vent was, so they can't go up. Okay, gotcha. Sorry, I did it three times to try to help. Uh, no, that's fair. On the inside, it says the right and left, like right there. That's nice. Oh, Mine yeah. Does Mine does that on these little did, corners here, so does Dan's now. Yeah. Did you uh, get the brain that I suggested, Rachel? I thought well, you I got the, the TikTok one TikTok. ones. Oh, fuck you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I want a no- noise-canceling ones. <coughs> All right, no, so 30 fair. seconds of silence starting now. back on the union ship everyone's kind of uh biding time a little bit while the engineers are running around getting ready to do their thing what's on your mind laser hawk my son and how god i hope he's okay in fact hit crafter yeah can you do me a real quick solid what's up can i check on my son my family's at the hunt there was a whole mess my son has powers now, Robert. Uh, he looks around, and he goes, All right, I'll open the portal. You've got, like, t- two minutes, maybe. Keep it open. Just tap me when you need me, okay? Parts his hands, the energy glows from the gauntlets, and a portal opens. Don't be alarmed, it's me! And I step through the portal. Beverly is pointing the gun that you had mentioned in your drawer to- at you. I have never been more proud of you than I am in this moment, Bev. It's just me, though. I'm sorry... I had a second. I wanted to make sure you guys were still okay. You're in the, what's we're looking for? The lower section of the laser hut where all of the equipment and stuff is. I believe I've referred to it in the past as the under hut. Are you guys okay? Uh, you see Carl pop up, you know, right when you guys start talking. Um, and he has one of your masks on. Hey! I, I tried, like, stay stoic, but I 
break and just smile. Yeah, he's giving you like this big toothy grin. <sighs> so, uh... Sorry, sorry, this probably... I shouldn't be playing around with this. Oh, no, it's fine. That's adorable. Just... Bev cocks an eyebrow at you, like, a little... We can unpack all of this later. I'm about to go on the ship. And she looks out the window, she goes, that one? Uh, Is she pointing at the Union ship? Yeah, that's the only ship in the sky right now. That one's ours. I'm going on the alien ship in a moment. Technically, I'm already on that ship. That portals the crafters. Just dropping a lot of information on this kid right now. I know I am. <laughs> Look, I know this is complicated. Long story short, I have to go save my friends. But I needed to make sure that you guys were still okay first. We're okay, Brock. Thank you. Son? Yeah, Dad. I just want to say, I love you, and I am so proud of the young man who you've become. Regardless of what happens, I am so fucking proud of you. And he, and he smiles. Real big. Bev, you stepped up where I shit the bed hard. I thank you for that with every fiber of my being. You are the greatest mother I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. Malcolm dead, Brock. That's the plan. Uh, Robert, how long I got? And he goes, now would be good. Uh, hot pockets in the freezer there. Bye. She uh, tucks her hair behind her ear and goes, the crafter? Oh, fucking Christ. And the second the portal closes, I just look at the crafter. We're friends, right? I like to think so. That's all I needed to know. I mean, Ula Jingaru and the crafter. It's not that I'm like, you have to end up with this woman forever. You just need to make this child because she was awesome. So you're back on the ship now. You said that to the crafter. Yep. And I'm just smiling from ear to ear, just still kind of marking out that my kid was wearing my mask. One of the scientists looks through the two-way glass and gives Betsy a thumbs up. You know, this this entire interior is, like, for the most part, dark gray. Like, if I were to give it a, a design description, it would be very much the original, original Enterprise, um, the NX-01. Like, a very, very utilitarian, very submarine, right? Oh, so you mean, like, the Enterprise on Enterprise is what you mean? The chronologically original Enterprise. Yeah, the chronologically. And then you said NX-01, and I know what you, knew what you meant. Y'all are dorks. Move on. Ready to go, Lizrock? All right, team. We stick together. We get our friends. We get the fuck out of there. We don't need to play big damn heroes. All right? Atlas cracks his knuckles so loud, it's like, you know, basically two tree trunks cracking. And I kind of produce like a little half smile as I look directly at Dimitri for this part. May midnight protect us till day once more breaks. Yavolsk. Crafter looks over at Yaradamo and Ulajingaru, gives them a bit of a nod. Ulrich, and uh, and Ulrich puts a hand on your shoulder. You ready for this, big bud? We're going to be fine. Pam, how you feeling? I'm on a ship, technically going to space. I'm gonna want a vacation after this. No, that's understandable. Hey, you ever been to Blackbrush? Really nice this time of year. I, I can't say I have been, no. I'll tell you what, we'll talk about that once we're back from this. For now, let's go kick some ass. And Betsy gives a thumbs up back to the uh, engineer who basically turns a dial and you see the energy radiating from that 
jewel shard just starts growing more and more, like expanding away from the actual jewel itself, just this white field that surrounds it. Um, you feel the ship kind of shaking a little bit. Second you feel like you can get us on there, crafter, you throw that portal open. I'm on it. Back on the Varmite ship, you do feel like previously you were just kind of like staying still. The ship is now like moving. And from the sensor logs, Laserhawk, you can see like it's it's breaking orbit with the moon coming towards y'all. It's coming, boys. Girls. Non-binary squirrels. And you uh, you've got an engineer over the loudspeaker. I can only we can only maintain this for so long. We'll maintain it until they're close enough for us to get on the fuck. You start feeling that ship really picking up speed, Yardak and Visual Aid and Gemini. Like you're all, like you all, kind of get thrown to the side for a little bit. Oh, if it was on TV, it would like st- look like Star Trek a little bit. Like he went. Wee! No, I don't think Ruby's going yee. I don't think Ruby's going yee. Maybe Gemini because she's you know insane. The ship re- on your end, Laserhawk, really starts shaking now. Oh fuck! Betsy looks at the sensors, looks at the lot of you, goes to her comm. Send the vultures out now. She points at the engineers. Pull back that amperage. Stay safe, record. Stay safe, record. Stay safe, record. Uh, and you can see because the uh the hangar bay kind of leads like right uh from below where the bridge is. You just see like eight vulture craft just take off. And these appear to be like more specially armored ones with some additional weaponry on them. Different circumstances. This would be cool as shit. Visual aid and Yardak. I don't know how to explain it exactly. But you feel as though you're in two places at once. From the sensor logs, Laserhawk, you see the ship was suddenly, like, in just breaking orbit of the moon and picking up speed, and boom, like, a light kind of erupts from it, and then a second later, it is, like, within visual range of your ship. Like, you're within Riverside now. Robert, is that fucking close enough? No, we gotta get a little bit closer. Um, and then you suddenly feel like you're back to normal, but you, like, again, you just feel like you got ripped across space. Oh my god, is that, like, real life, like, space fold? Is that real? Holy shit. And so this thing is just bearing down on you, Laserhawk, and you see Crafter, he's, like, looking for an opening, he's waiting, he's waiting, he's trying to see a little better. Uh, he actually reaches through a portal and grabs, like, a telescope. (laughs) Neat. I am, like, itching. I am ready to jump the second there's a portal. When Betsy sees this thing bearing in on him, uh, she immediately says, like, hard to port. Like, she wants to pull away from where it's, where it's coming. And you can tell, like, the Union ship is not as advanced. It's not as fast or as agile as their ship. When suddenly, and, and I would say that at this point, you've gotten out of the vents. We all just jump down to the middle. You see Riverside below you, essentially. And you see this big ship, and it has a big Union logo along the side of it. Uh, since when do we have a ship that big? And a moment later, a beam just comes straight out from the Varmite ship and latches on the Union ship. Tractor beam. Robert! I I think I see a window. I need to be just a little closer. Can I see the tractor beam? You can, yes. And I will say you all are also seeing, like, the vulture craft are now kind of, like, doing strafing maneuvers, like, letting off missiles. I want to try and make just any kind of object and see if if it drops in the middle of the tractor beam, if it'll, like, take that instead. You're definitely going to have to power stunt this. Okay. Because, like, if you want anything large, if you want anything that's of any substantial size. What are you making, though? Fuck it. I'm making a bus. It looks weirdly like the magical bus. <laughs> All right. So are you using one of your hero points, then? Yeah, so I'm not fatigued. So this giant bus forms in the sky. Brock's standing there like, God fucking damn it, Ruby. 
The second that bus fully forms, though, into being, it loses its grip on the Union ship. The ship starts taking off, like, an orbit of the ship, but doing it in a way that gets closer. You all see that. Um, you see this bus form in the center and, and block the beam. Crafter goes, we're moving. Open the motherfucker. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. He opens a portal to the right of everybody. Boing! Are you actually uh, pulsar pogoing through? Oh, I am lunging through that thing. I am ready to go. My fists have sparked. Uh, and right behind you is Atlas, it's Hornet, Gutter Knight, Ula Jingaru, Yaradamo, Crafter himself. And so you leap in and Crafter goes, this isn't a good jump. Because when you land, you basically see a couple of those big ships, the ones that were originally uh, coming down to the planet. Basically, tons of people moving around, and, like, also some armaments you didn't see down on the ground, like tanks and personnel carriers. Oh, fuck, that's an anti-tank rifle. The bunch of you come through, you're all in, you know, very, rather brightly colored outfits and everything, and a bunch of these guys look at you, immediately start, like, taking cover in positions. <sighs> Crafter, find a computer, download the map as quickly as you can. Everyone else, glorious combat! Atlas jumps into the air. He grabs one of the personnel carriers that's, like, sitting in a docking station, picks it up, and throws it across the room towards, like, a bunch of the soldiers. Ulrich immediately descends into a group of them, claws and fur and growling, slashing at everything. Yeah! Hornet has jumped into the air using her glider to kind of go around. You see that she's, like, overpowering her gauntlets to be able to, like, zap at things. Gutter Knight, meanwhile, has basically what looks to be, like, two really powerful stun batons, and he's just, like, going in between. Constant movement. Same thing with Ula Jingaru and Yaradama, who look like they're pretty much moving in sync, like, just constant fluid motion, water going everywhere. Uh, Basically, she's, like, doing water whips at everybody. He's got, like, two energy assault rifles, just... Um, But he's also doing kind of almost like the gun-fu thing, like, just constantly spinning and shooting. Yeah, just John Wicking the fuck out of this shit. And Crafter, kind of similar to what Atlas did, uses the gauntlets to grab a, a personnel carrier, smash it on a bunch of guys, and use that as cover to get to one of the computer terminals. I would like to specifically give Crafter cover while he downloads. Ruby, Yardak. You kind of hear commotion, like it sounds pretty far away, but the whole ship is like shaking with everything that's happening. Are we still stuck in this room? Yeah, we're still in the room. Right. Now that we're out of the cages, I want to ask Gemini to use her newfound laserhawk powers and blast a hole through the door of the room that we're in so we can escape. Wait, no, I know this one. And she runs up and she uh, taps into one of the panels and she opens it. A little less conspicuous, but all right, I'll, I'm, I'm down for this. I remember it from last time. Uh, you know, they really should update their security, but I'll take it. Uh, you know those robes? Uh, I made us robe last time, and then Jeb and I went and just spoke to people and blew our cover immediately. I make those robes again. Like, before it was, like, the arena with, like, a lot of civilians and stuff watching. Everyone you've seen appears to be, like, just Varmites, uh, like, smaller versions of uh, Unibon. Is it possible for me to make something to blend into that? Like, you can definitely try to do some kind of outfit. I, I don't know, like, I feel like if I make a silly Halloween costume, that is not going to be helpful. Yeah, and I feel like with, uh, you know, the uh, assault going on, that we're going to be, like, low on the list. So, I mean, if we just try to, like, stay low and... Let's try to be stealthy and just get out of here. Find a way to an exterior wall slash door, blast it, and get the fuck out of here. Can any of us fly? Actually, I guess you kind of can right now, and I point at Gemini. Gemini could just grab us and leap. Okay, let's get to a wall. Yeah, so you're kind of making your way around. Are you trying to be stealthy at all? 
Yes. Like, uh, could we do, like half stealth? Like, we're like we're, we're we're hustling, but we're trying to just stay low. There's more important shit happening, so like I'm not trying to like legitimately go like, oh, so stealthy. I don't know if there's more important shit happening because he's after specifically us. About he needs to know what makes our planet special, and like I don't know, we're not assholes. So yes, I would like to stealth. All right, roll stealth. Twelve plus twelve is twenty-four. Yeah, so twenty-seven. You're sneaking around again. You're hearing like more commotion. Like, are you heading? I guess I should ask. Are you heading towards or away from the commotion? Uh, where are we located? In the middle, and I would say they're on like they're towards the front of the ship. Okay, I'm just trying to make my way to a wall. Yeah, you are kind of center of the ship along the length. In terms of up and down, you're like near the bottom. Ooh, okay, that works. Because then, uh, if we like go bottom and to the side then we can just like blow a hole in the hull and then leap out into the uh into the uh the union ship and meanwhile back at the um chaos back at the combat laser rock you're letting off a couple blasts to kind of hold back some guys who are trying to close in on you crafter says come on Cass, come on come on come on come on come on come on she goes i'm, I'm trying as fast as i can boss yeah come on come on come on i got it downloading now crafter immediately hands you like from his gauntlet like a little pad and hands it to you Lizark, so that you have the map uh i quickly duck behind some form of cover so i can look at it uh yeah so you're basically in like the hangar bay that's near the front of the ship where all the armaments are and everything engines are in the very back top of the ship is like where his sleeping quarters i guess the cells would be like closer to the bottom in the middle all right so obviously we gun for the cells first to get our friends do we get the fuck out of here after that or do we blow this pop stand robert i think we're gonna need to cause a distraction if we all head there it's just gonna draw them towards us yeah you're right what are you thinking he hits the comms you make your way towards the cells i'll get over there we kind of meet in the middle do we still have our comms yeah you would have them would we now be able to read them because we're on the same ship you'd have to try the Ruby is guessing enough. There's commotion. There might be people she knows on the during the commotion. So I try to hit my comm and go, can anyone hear us? Can anyone hear me? And you hear uh, Gutter Knight go, who's on this line? What? Ruby? Hey there, Laser Hawk. Don't call me that here. Fuck. Sorry. Right. Visual aid. Where the fuck are you guys? We managed to get out without a... It was some trickery. And skullduggery. All right. Me and one... Maybe two other chuckle fucks are about to meet up with you. Are you guys the insanity that, like, I just hear a bunch of fucking noise. Yeah, we're making friends at the hangar. Why do you ask? It's loud. It's real loud. Yeah, you should hear it from where I'm at. Fucking A, that was shrapnel. Crafter comes onto the line. Visual aid, tell me where you are. We have a map where you are in comparison to the cells. I can try to try to pinpoint you. Oh, we went down the hall. Probably got like a quarter away from it. I can you roll a perception check to see if there's anything I could say to like Yeah. Twelve. I, I rolled a twelve. Uh you're able to describe a symbol on the wall in terms of like, you know, kinda like cell blocks kind of deal. Yeah, there's this weird symbol on the wall, it gives a squiggly thing, and then a straight line. So you describe that and he looks at the map and he goes, I gotcha. Alright, can you get us there? Pops open a portal, it opens right in front of you, visual and yardak. Hot damn, we don't even gotta leap out of the fucking thing now. I brought you to real space for once. We're not in space anymore. Shh. Welcome to kind of space. Uh, Gemini pops through, gives Crafter a hug. Oh my god. 
Uh, it's, I'm happy to see you. Crafter closes the portal. You kind of see the fight's kind of going in your way a little bit right now. Nice. Neat. Where do we go from here? Crafter says, if we can get one of these hangar bay doors open, you know, might be able to get maybe one of the vulture crafts to pick us up or something. Hey, Atlas! And he comes over the comms. <laughs> What's up? I blast a door. Did you see that? 10-4. Get it open. <laughs> All right. The crafter goes to step forward. He goes, actually, even if we can just get the door open, I can probably jump us to... He doesn't get to finish the sentence, though, because jumping from about 50 feet above comes Unibon, who lands feet first right on him. Can I use a hero point to use a reaction to put a box around, I guess, the crafter so he would land on the box instead of landing on him? You didn't see this in time, but I'm going to give you all a hero point. Fuck. Uh, He is, again, a 10-foot tall guy just slammed down onto the crafter, who is very clearly, like, bloodied and unconscious. Oh, I would like- I still have the dagger I made, right? Yeah. Uh, I would just like to take the dagger out and I'm gonna fucking stab Unibon. Roll for attack. 27. That hits. What's the DC on that? 19. He just shifts the scepter in front of you, uh, and you stab into the scepter and and the dagger just, like, shatters as it goes in. He takes the scepter, like he was holding it like with one hand, like with it on the ground and had moved it, takes it with two hands and just pushes you away from him. I'm envisioning Ronan the Accuser. Uh, you look over, like they are swarming, like those attack dogs are just swarming over Atlas right now. Like he is he is up to his his neck in, in guys. And also uh, ignoring the, uh, the attack dogs entirely, one of the tanks shoots him in the chest. Cool. Awesome. So he's, he's occupied. Ah, <sighs> Uh, Ula, Jingaru, and Yaradama are back-to-back, and they're fighting, but again, like, all of the reinforcements have swarmed in, like, at the moment, at least, none of your allies are really available. Like, Hornet, at this point, is also just trying to stay out of the line of fire of anybody. I am gonna stare right at Unabon, just make a new sword, and go, Hey, Laserhawk, remember when I said I was kidnapped by an asshole? Is this the asshole? Yep. And roll initiative. <laughs> Oh, yikes. Uh, 13 altogether. 11. <laughs> um, don't like that. Was that good for us? Or was that, like, bad for you? <laughs> no. Fuck. All right, what was Laserhawks? 21, maybe. Is Cassie still alive? Cassie's not a physical being in any way. Is she alive? Uh, she can't die. She her she she is independent of the crafter. Is she okay? Is the craft the crafter's not dead, right? Uh he does not look great. <laughs> Again, someone who is easily like four hundred pounds just landed on him. Uh Yardak, I think I know what your first turn should be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want some of them crafty powers up in this fight. First in the round is Unibon. Unibon immediately steps forward, takes off in an immediate sprint, and swings this hammer-like scepter right at Gemini. Rude. What the fuck? With a uh, 24, that hits. And Gemini immediately takes a hit to the chest, flies back a little bit, like doesn't hit anything, but just like has to like scrape along the ground to like get her bearings back. And you can see, like, uh, there was a bunch of energy that went off, and it's, like, singed the whole front of her suit. Jesus. Remember that she's kind of dressed in essentially, like, 
a jumpsuit with a lot of pockets on the front, like like almost like a fisherman's jacket kind of thing. I imagine that Brock doesn't get to see Saint Skywalker's armor from this angle very often. So I'm just sitting here like, so that's what that looks like. And she looks a little, like, wobbly. Fucked up? Yeah. And then it's Gemini's turn, who immediately fires back with a solar shotgun. Aim it at the scepter. Unfortunately, he dodges to the side and, and misses. And she doesn't, look like she, she doesn't look like she has the energy to do anything else right now. Um, so that takes us to Laserhawk's turn. All reliable it shall be. Solar shotgun fired at V. 27. 27, that hits. What's the, uh, the DC? I fucking hope that hits. DC 24. You, like, fire a couple shots into his shoulder from the angle that you're at, and his suit appears to be, like, smoldering, but it doesn't look like it really broke skin at all. A new challenger has arrived, it seems. Oh, fuck off. Hi there, my name's Brock, I'm 40 years old, and I never learned how to fucking read. And I want to jump forward and go to hit him a second time with extra effort. Alright, you're doing a taser a taser fist, or...? Yup. Are you using a hero point for that? Yes. And it's a 25. DC, also 25. You slam into him, energy just crackling away from you, and you hurt your hand a little bit. And he does not appear to be particularly impressed. Brock, in this moment, looks up at this big man. <sighs> That's fine. You're going to get a hero point because he immediately lunges to grab at you. Uh, what's your dodge plus 10? 16. That's going to hit. Uh, so it's going to be a contested strength check. 15. Uh, yeah, he's got a full-on grip on you and immediately just spins and throws you into a wall. Roll a toughness check. 31. You got the wind knocked out of you, but you're okay. <laughs> I gotta give it to you. You aliens build sturdy walls. Alright, are you doing anything else with your turn? Oh, yeah, no, no, that's my turn. Uh, Yardak, it is your turn. You know what I'm gonna do? I want to make a perception check to see if I can't distinguish if there's any sort of, like, weak point or something going on with Homeboy here. Okay, yeah. Okay. And second nat 20 of the night with a plus 8. So 28. Yeah. The things you can tell. One, he's a fucking brick. Again, he appears immensely more powerful than the last time. Like, he's been clearly preparing for this. Mm -hmm. He's got a very strong, like, grip on the scepter. He's pretty much almost now at this point always keeping two hands on it. The other thing you take notice of, just what's going on around the room, it does look like they're starting to close in on Yaradamo and Ulajingaru, uh, who you don't know personally, but you've seen, like, news reports about her. Mm -hmm. uh, you also see that it looks like they're about to get a hold of Hornet as well. Atlas, meanwhile, like, while he got hit with a tank shell, is, like, taking guys, slamming him into other guys. Yeah. And uh, for the moment, at least, Ulrich looks like he's okay. He's kind of near uh, Hornet, but he's also preoccupied at the moment. Okay. Um. I don't quite have a plan for attack yet, but what I want to do is uh, hustle my fine perky ass over to the crafter and give him the best heal I can. All right, make a DC 10 healing check. I rolled an 11. So 21? Yep, ma'am. He wakes up, but he seems all kinds of delirious. 
Okay, then can I extra effort and heal again? Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I want to say I want that son bitch in this fight. Ooh, okay, there we go. 18. So 28. You see the blood like dries away and he shakes his head and he's like, what the hell happened? You got what the kids call your shit wrecked. Uh, and that's when he and that's when his eyes come into focus and he looks ba- past you and sees Unibon. Remember the story about the asshole who kidnapped us? Then he fucking landed on you. Oh, great. Give me one second. Now I got to roll uh, initiative for Crafter. Crafter goes uh, to use his portals and you see like a spark come out of the gauntlet and it's like seems like it's not going right now. Oh, well, he was fucking useless to resurrect. Everyone's going to get a hero point for that. Oh, wait, do you also use extra effort? Are you going to? Oh, then, yeah, I'll use one. So now I'm back at two. <laughs> Crafter says, I'm going to have to get behind some cover and get these back up and running. All right, make it fucking snappy, because as you can see, he's fucking shit up. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, visual aid, it's your turn. You said he's not wearing a mask, right? Correct. Time to dazzle some razzle. A trick he doesn't fucking know about, because it developed after we met this fucker. I would want to use, like, extra effort to just make a really big razzle-dazzle right at him. The DC is normally 19. My hands start, like, lighting up, and I just push my hands right towards him. Hey, asshole, I've learned some new tricks. And he looks at you, unfazed, says, Nothing I haven't seen from the Aldretchi before, as you see the energy from your razzle-dazzle is absorbed by the scepter. Excuse me? What the fuck? Well, shit. I used, ex- I used extra effort for nothing! Can I roll an insight check to see if there's anything that he seems to be, like, scared of or protecting? Sure. 23. You can tell, like, he feels very smug about the fact that he was just able to absorb that using the scepter. He does not seem threatened by it at all. He kind of, like, gives, like, a wry smile towards the scepter. Okay. Okay, I have an I I don't think I can do it this turn, but I have an idea. About the scepter, is there like a gem on top of it? Uh yeah, there's like a red golden uh gem on the top of it as well. Um kind of like dome shaped. And there's a couple of those along the side of it as well. Um so like I said, think about like a staff with a bit of like a square top to it, and then these gems along the side. And then the power definitely seems to be coming out of that gem on top. Right, when he did that, like the gem on top glowed and absorbed the energy. Okay, it's Unibon's turn. Hey, thanks. <laughs> looking like he feels he's got this without issue immediately swings swings the scepter at you ruby uh what's your dodge plus 10 20 boom that's gonna hit uh you're gonna want to roll a toughness check uh, 21 you're gonna take a negative one toughness check Ruby flies like 10 feet back, hits a column, hits the back of her head, and she's bleeding out her nose now. You are also staggered. So if you were to be staggered again, you would be incapacitated. And so you're negative three, staggered. Uh, Also dazed. Since I have instant up, do I need to use move to get up? Nope, nope, you're standing still. He also immediately turns around and blasts Gemini. Just a beam of energy coming straight out of this thing. Leave that fucking girl alone! Uh, that's gonna hit. Gemini looks a little messed up by that, and it's Gemini's turn, who immediately makes eye contact with you, Laserhawk, gives a salute, no, crosses her arms, 
and just lets out a megasonic missile. No. Ah! Boom. That hits him. Just like five different shots. Just... Just all of this energy lighting up the entire uh, hangar bay with how much energy she just let off. Unibon... Uh, Unibon is blown back, hits the wall. You can see the scepter's absorbing some of it, but you can also see his... Some of his skin is, like, charred now, and his clothing is ripping. Oh, see, she has some new tricks, too. Gemini looks at you when you say that, Ruby. Smiles and falls over, just smoke emanating from her body. Yeah, that's valid. <laughs> Laserhawk, it is your turn. Uh, but that did seem to to injure him. Not not as much as you'd probably like, but it does appear to have injured him. Okay, so I think I know what I want to do with my turn. Oh, and you're also all going to get one more hero point. Goddamn! Cool. Uh, Laserhawk, it's your turn. You have five fucking hero points. And I plan on using at least two of them. But first, I would like to roll assessment on his staff. Okay. To see if there are any obvious weak points. So I got a 26. Let's see here. What are you trying to find out? Attack or defense? I'm trying to figure out how to break this fucking stick. From your assessment, you would almost say it looks something to be like Teslite. That you know it's extremely tough uh, and durable. It's breakable, but it, it requires an immense amount of power. Doable. You've definitely d- broken it in the past. Yep. So are you saying just the staff, but was the gem also Teslite? Uh, well, I'm just saying like that's that's what it looks the most like. Like the energy properties it's giving, the the toughness that it's shown so far. That's the comparable. Like, you don't know. He doesn't know if it is Teslite, but he knows that it's something similar of similar toughness. I want to shoot it with a megasonic missile to break it. Okay. Let's try it. <sighs> 23. Uh, what's the DC on that? 25. All of this goes off and slams into it, and it does appear to like be dented and cracked in some of the spots that it got hit, but it's not shattered. I'm going to use a hero point to eat the negative effect I would otherwise feel from Megasonic Missile. Mm-hmm. I would like to lunge at it and just hit that fucking staff full force, solar shotgun style high kick, hopefully shattering it in half. All right, so you're going to use Taser Fist, I believe, for the... Yes. Okay, roll it. And that's a 25. DC? 24. Crack. Uh, it's it's damaged a bit more, but again, not broken. Like, it looks like it looks pretty bad, I'll admit. Um, like, he looks genuinely concerned about the fact that you're targeting the scepter. My extra effort one more time? You got all the fucking points? Fucking go for broke. Okay, so I've used two points to do this. I would like to use a point to eat the extra effort. I'm going to use another extra effort to smash through this fucking thing. Alright, smash. That's about 20. Okay, uh, what do you want to do with your, uh, with your critical hit? Do you want to increase the DC? Increase some DCs. Alright, that's going to increase the DC by 5 then. Alright, so that makes it a 30. 
Fuck you, I'm breaking this staff. Uh, you have broken off the bottom handle of it. He has now taken hold of, like, just basically the top half. Like, it's basically like a tiny hammer now. What you're all noticing, by the way, Gemini and Ulrich are getting grabbed. Ulajingaru and Yardamo have been backed into a corner. Crafter looks like he's making some progress on uh, jerry-rigging his gauntlets, but they still seem to be sparking every time he tries to go use them. And Atlas the Alpha, you can't see him anymore. He's buried under a pile of bodies right now. Well, I don't know how we're going to get out of here because it's our two ways out. Or... It is now Yardak's turn. Yardak, you have a negative two. I do have to have you roll a toughness check, uh, Laserhawk. That's fair. Remember, it targets your fortitude. Unnatural 20. Uh, so you're going to take a negative one to future damage checks. All right, so yeah, Yardak, it is your turn. You have four hero points and negative two on your damage checks. I just threw everything I had on a fucking stick and the stick won. <laughs> Um, so is all-out attack, like, an a-, a thing I have to have, or can I just, like, say I'm all-out attacking and then there's modifiers? Um, you don't have it on your advantages? No. Uh, so in that case, you can do up to a negative two, uh, which means that you could do, um, up to a negative two on your defenses and add that to your attack bonus to hit something. Okay, I want to do that, and I want to take my spear. Um, I will just point out, because you have hero points, one of the functions of hero points is to stunt an advantage. So if you wanted to get the full advantage, that would let you take a negative five on your defenses in order to do uh, plus five to hit. Then that's what I'm, I'm going to use my hero point to take a negative five to all out attack using my spear to bring it down onto his hammer, specifically aiming for that crystal on the top. You're going to roll an attack check with a plus five to the to the hit. That's going to be a 13 plus 10 oh, with five. So 13 plus five, 18, 28. All right, that definitely hits. So what is the DC on that? The DC remains unchanged. 26. Your spear meets that gem and cracks it open, splitting it in half. And you see as the energy seems to fade away from the spear. Yeah! Yeah! And then in that case, I want to use a hero point for an extra effort. As soon as I bring that spear down i keep the momentum going and then fucking like slash at him all right roll another attack check 23 you slash across him drawing blood a little bit yeah all right so you're down to two hero points then okay and then i get the fuck out of dodge crafter looks like he he's making some progress uh, he actually sees what's going on with all the others, and he starts running towards Ulajingaru and uh, Yaradamo. Good, make that baby. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta save his baby, mama. Uh, so then, visual aid, it's your turn. Okay, so I'm gonna use a hero point to get rid of some of my days. You're still staggered with a negative three. Uh, but I can move now, at least. So, and so basically, the staff is completely out now, right? Uh, you see that the energy's dissipating. It's not gone, from what you can see, but it's it, but it seems to be fading. So I am going to run up and, like, pretend like I'm going to stab him and then go and get, try and, like, use my sword to, like, get the rest of the staff. Um, so yeah, you're going to make a deception check and it's going to be... 27. You look like you're successful. Are you going to try to attack him now? Try to use a sword to, like, because the staff is still, like, has some of the power, right? Again, it looks like moment to moment, like, as you're getting closer, the energy on it is fading away. Yeah, then I'm just gonna go try and stab him. All right, roll an attack check. Blades, so to hit. Ooh, 
34. Christ. Um, you hit. Uh, what's the DC on that? 19. I knew I was going to hit. I just wanted to make sure I got to say the big, big ass number. I rolled an 18. He is going to take a negative, another negative one as you slice across him in the opposite direction that Yardak did. Yeah, and since I moved my action, I'm going to get a little bit away from him. He looks a bit panicked right now. Um, cool. Seeing the two of you. I look at him and say, do you feel lucky, punk? Do you? He immediately, with the remainder of the hammer, goes to basically spin to hit both you and Yardak. He's closing the distance. Okay. Dan does a 17 hit. Uh, against what? Uh, it'd be your uh, parry plus 10. Ha! Got you by one. All right. Uh, visual aid does a 32 hit. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. Yes. All right. Uh, Rachel, make a toughness check. Remember, you have a negative three. Ugh. Unless uh, someone wants to use interpose. God damn it. Fine. You got a lot more toughness than I do right now. Laser Rock, roll a toughness check. Thanks. 27. You're going to take another negative one in your days next turn. I was going to use my next turn to help Atlas, but nah, son, I'm kicking you in the dick. Wait, Yardak, you did all out attacks, so your your defenses would be negative five. Then uh, I had an 18, so it would be 13. Yeah, so that hits. You're going to have to roll a toughness check. Fuck. 21. You're going to take another negative one, bring you down to negative three, and you're staggered and dazed next turn. Can I uh, use a hero point to get rid of that dazed? Yeah. It's your turn now, Laser Rock. Yeah, I'm going to kick him in the balls as hard as I can. All right, go for it. Take kick city. Yeah! Nat 20. Oh, wait, Nat 20? Yeah, are you going to do a plus five to your DC? Yes, that's a 30 altogether for the record. Are you, like, kicking him in the balls, like, a taser kick to his balls? Yes. Nice. He looks all kinds of fucked up about it, but he's still standing. Awesome, I've still got two hero points left, and he's still got one more testicle. <laughs> okay, are you are you doing another attack? You're fucking right I am. Second burst, same as the first. That is going to be a 27. That hits. Uh, and what was the DC normally then? 25. Uh, yeah. He looks, again, even more fucked up. Nice. Say, uncle. Evacuation protocol. Is that how you guys say, uncle? You filthy primate. You're the one swinging your suitcase around the cage, peaches. Yardak, it's your turn again. I want to use my last remaining hero point to add some flair to this attack. And while I'm still holding my spear, I want to swing it around in like a big 360 arc. And as it's coming back down, as it goes through, I want to take my water to turn it into ice and kind of have like ice, like a trail of ice coming through and then just like slamming into his chest. I want to increase the DC. First, you have to roll the attack. Plus 10, 22. And what is the DC? So 26. Oh, with the plus one, so 27. He backs away. You slice up his chest through the other wounds, slicing his chin as you come up through as well. Goddamn. He had that little bit of bravado again, 
when he said evacuation protocol, but it looks like that's fading very quickly. Are you doing anything else? Okay, well then I end my turn. Visual aid, what you notice, you hear a loudspeaker that's coming on. You don't know the language, but it's doing a countdown. And it says some words, and the crafter looks at you and makes eye contact with you. That doesn't sound good. They're going to be hitting the city with something. Shit. I can't make out all the words, but it sounds like basically uh, scorched earth. Well, how do we uh, stop that? Uh, He looks at the map. He's like, we got to get to the command module. You got those things working again? Yeah. I'm going to need some backup, though. With my sword, I look at Unibon and go, you got lucky, and I run to the crafter. Two of you pop through a portal. This episode's Intel Drop is brought to you by the Masks and Mayhem, Kofi. The Allward Society was formed in 1887 by esteemed sorcerer, Allward Fletcher. The Society has been a background player in most magical events since its creation. It was gathered initially in London when a young Fletcher was audience to a prophecy of an upcoming birth. While details of the prophecy were vague, it indicated the child would need a strong mentor to hone their incredible magical abilities. Fletcher believed that he would be that mentor, and his friends joining him agreed. While they searched for the child, Fletcher and his fellow sorcerers began gathering other magic wielders to their cause. They spent years searching for the child unsuccessfully. The group eventually stumbled upon a young Mira the Mystic in 1908, saving her from a vampiric cult. Alawar recognized her ability, and learning she was born shortly following the prophecy, was convinced that she may be the one he was meant to mentor. This episode's Intel Drop was brought to you by the Masks and Mayhem Kofi. Support the show by donating what you can at ko-fi.com slash mayhemcast. You two come through, you look at you're in a command center, and you see, like, two guys who are not armored, like, they look more like scientists than, than soldiers, running around, like, pressing some buttons. Stop what you're doing now if you want to live. Are you rolling an intimidation check, then? I guess. It could, can I maybe convince you it could be a deception check? <laughs> yeah, roll to persuade RC. You're also speaking another language, I'll remind you. I will not give you any negative towards intimidation. You will get some negative towards deception. I go up and put the sword to one of their necks. If you want to live, you'll do what I say. Can I use the hero point to reroll? Uh, yeah, it's your last one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's better. Unnatural 20. Uh, immediately kind of snaps over at the other one and says, blah, blah, blah. like, again, you don't understand what it's saying, uh, but Crafter seems to kind of get enough of it. He's telling him to shut him down. It looks like they can redirect it until the energy runs out, but they can't shut it down. Okay, what else can we point it at? It looks like it's gonna. it's targeting downtown right now. Is there a place in the ocean that is not Atlantis that we could target? Climate change is already bad enough. You want to superheat the ocean? I'm trying not to kill people! Crafter starts thinking we could aim it for the farmland. That's going to go through the zoo, though. Oh, my God. We could try aiming it towards the mountains, but that's going to go through the centennial. Uh, the other options are the north end or or the, the ocean. As he's uh going back and forth, hold on to something. And all of a sudden, you feel like the ship shake as the beam starts going. The ocean seems like the best option as long as we're not fucking hitting Atlantis. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, like, the ocean, it'd be like the ocean right outside of Riverside. Oh, okay. So we would not be hitting Atlantis. Yeah, yeah. You're not that high up. And he points at basically a control lever. Pull on that. I pull it. I want you to make a strength check. 16. 
We'll come back to the results of that shortly. Unibon's turn. He looks like Yardak and Lazarok. You can see him that very quickly, his energy looks like it's fading away. Like, he's not getting smaller, but he's looking less capable. He goes to take a swing at you, Yardak. He he swings wide and misses you. Haha, bitch. Uh, Laserhawk, it's your turn. And I'm gonna punch him as hard as I can in the temple. Uh, so that's gonna be a 27. That hits. DC 25. Gonna sleep, gonna sleep, gonna sleep, gonna sleep, gonna sleep, gonna sleep. Boom! Right as the final bit of energy seems to fade away from him, and the scepter energy goes completely dark, you make contact with his temple, and you hear an audible crack echo through the room despite all of the noise as he spits out blood and goes headfirst into the ground. <sighs> Yarnak! And I point to the rest of our friends who are presumably still fighting for their lives. We need to go help them. Yeah, they seem to be making progress, but it still seems a little dicey at the moment. And I start to head off that way. All right, uh, Yardak, it's your turn. I'm hustling right behind. Who looks the most in need? I would say, despite him being so powerful, it would probably be Atlas the Alpha. Oh, yeah, I, I want to help him, because then once he's in the fray, then he'll really be helpful. Then can I just, like, release a giant wave? 10, so 25. You wipe away, like, an entire group from the front of him. And he, he's, he's covered in water, but he does not look injured at all. Atlas is just drenched in water, but he looks like he's in a full rage as he grabs some of the people that were previously on top of him and just starts using them as, as clubs against some of the others. boy! And then he sees you and he realizes you freed him up and he's like, right, door. And he jumps up and just starts like trying to wedge the door open. It's Crafter's turn. Crafter kind of runs over and helps you, Visual, with trying to pull that lever. Mm -hmm. And you can see from this command module, like the beam had gone down and started hitting downtown. And you pull up, it starts kind of going down towards the sea, but kind of, how do I put this? If it was in the middle of downtown, it's not doing a straight line towards the ocean. It's kind of doing like a curved line. Mm. But when you're looking down, it's weird because it's not like destroying anything. Like, it doesn't appear to be, like, physically damaging anything. What is it doing? Changing everybody. And it goes into the ocean, and you see, like, the ocean kind of... It's not boiling, but it's got, like, a weird bubbling to it. I guess kind of like when you would, like, shoot a water jet and at another bit of water. And then, over time, as you pull up, uh, it keeps going more into the ocean, and the beam begins to dissipate. Okay. Visual aid, it is your turn. Do you do anything now that the beam is gone? turn to the crafter and go... Crafter actually reaches into his pocket and puts a translator in your ear. Oh, so I can talk to the aliens now? Yeah. What the hell was that thing? And they kind of look at each other and then they look down at your sword. And and they're speaking English now, but it's kind of weird. Like, you know, it doesn't mm -hmm. look right. doesn't match with their mouths. And it goes evolutionary hijack. Excuse me? Explain more. It, it changes the genetics of, of creatures of a given land. Why the hell would you make that? Typically a form of last effect warfare. All of you suck. Hey, you know at least one good Varmite. All of the ones Ruby has met on this ship suck. That's fair. And Crafter says, we should get out of here. We gotta go. Can you portal us back to the other room so you see how everyone else is doing? Yes. And he opens a portal for you. And you see him for just a moment hesitate. And he makes a portal underneath the two scientists. What are you doing? They fall through it and you see them out the window coming out the other side of it. Oh, good. I thought we were going to capture them. In a sense. 
So, I'm sorry, did he just drop these things to their death? Yes. As far as you're aware, how do you react to that? Wow, Robert, what the fuck? Couldn't take any chances. I thought we were going to maybe capture them to, like, interrogate them? He looks at his watch. Cass, what do you what do you think the chances are that'll be useful? She goes, wouldn't be a bad idea, boss. And he goes, okay. And uh, if you look down, you see another portal appear below them. That's my good deed for the day. Let's go. Uh, and you jump through the portal and you're back in the hangar. You see Unibon on the ground, bloodied, still breathing as far as you can tell, but he's definitely unconscious. Portal him to his death. I'm going to walk towards the battle and like walk over Unibon. Yeah, he doesn't seem to really stir or anything like that. Can I? I haven't really taken any action, right? I've just went through the crafter's portal. Yeah, it's actually free actions and a move action now. So if you want to do like one. Can I try to attack something? There's a whole group of Varmite soldiers in front of you. Hang on. What if we send him to the year 69420? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, send him to the year with even more technology. Yeah, there you go. Not our fucking problem anymore. What's the most prominent technology you're familiar with from the year 69420? Shitpost technology. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, what are you doing? Are you attacking some of the soldiers? Yeah, so the, there's a bunch of Varmite soldiers coming at me. Yeah, they've got like stun batons and stuff, so they're kind of close range fighters. Big old fucking anvil is about to go on them. Good. All right, uh, what's the DC on that? Um, and I like to imagine, okay, this is for flavor text. I do this while I'm stepping on you to Bob. I just go. You're doing it while you're stepping on Unibon. You're actually like stepping, like here's the two, the four soldiers that are in front of you. You're walking past them and the anvils are appearing behind you above each of them and just yeah. falling on them. Like walking away from an explosion. Exactly. Uh, so what's the DC on that? So it'd be 17. Okay. So first they have to make a dodge check. They do not dodge it because they're caught unawares and then they have to see what, how, how they do against it. <laughs> they get all smashed to the ground. Yeah. Thum, 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 thum. Ruby, I just want to point out, Ruby looks real badass doing this. Yeah, I think you're like swinging the sword as you're walking by too. Or for flavor text, I'm imagining that like a piece of the animal comes to her, her and she just hits it away with the sword. Yeah, like she just catches, she uses the hilt of the sword to just kind of ting it away from hurting her. Yep. That is your turn, visual aid. Uh, oh, right. Also, Gemini still incapacitated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can someone give this kid a happy meal? Uh, but yeah, Laser Hawk, it's your turn. I'm going to scoop up Gemini. So you jump back, you grab Gemini. You're making your way over to uh to where Atlas is. Yeah. And then, so that's your turn, kind of grabbing her. I would say, like, you move by action, basically. To, yeah, so you're, 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 you're with Atlas now. Uh, Yardak, it's your turn. Yeah, you've got Ula Jingaru, you've got Yaradama, you've got Ulrich, you've got Hornet. Hornet at this point, uh, they've got her and they've ripped the wings off her suit. So, uh, I, so I helped Atlas, he's good now? Yeah, yeah, Atlas got out and he's opening the, trying to open the door. I want to go over to Ula Jingaru because I want this little legendary Atlantean lady on my side. And by legendary, I mean, she was on the news once. And also Yardama's with her. So like the three of you are like three Atlanteans back to back now. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even going to make you roll. You're all just like slashing and uh, and he's a guy. He's got the energy rifle. He takes like basically a rune grenade and throws it. Hey, all right. I'm also going to say that he takes you and just locks you in a passionate kiss. Hey. And as we're kissing, I like use like a water whip behind him to get somebody else. Absolutely. All right. So that's what you're doing for your turn. Crafter, meanwhile. Opens a portal under one of the tanks and slams it on a bunch of minions. See, all we needed was Crafter in the fray. This is such an overpowered character. <laughs> all right, Atlas has finally gotten this thing. There's a bit of air pressure as, like, you know, some of it's sucked out. Uh, and he kind of gets in between the two parts of the door and uses his arms and legs to, like, hold it up. Cardio! <laughs> <laughs> it's not cardio at all. It's weightlifting. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. Sorry. We're, like, directly above the city, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, you've been directly above downtown, essentially. How high up? Uh, at this point, oh, high up, two skyscrapers worth, so. Oh, that's not that bad. Okay, I know what I'm doing on my turn. Now that the door's open, you actually have some comms come through. Rickard to team, Rickard to team. 
Checking in again. Oh, thank fuck. Hey, baby, how you doing? Don't call him baby. Laserhawk, uh, what's the status? Is is everyone all We're right? We're all good. We're just trying to make an escape at this point. Finally, no, this is Pam. Okay, Pam's having a time. Yes. And I guess Gemini's having a time. Stop using people's real names! I'm stressed. And I go, hey, honey, welcome to... Almost space? I don't know. I was in space. That was weird. Oh, thank Christ, Ruby. It's good to hear your voice. Good to hear yours, too. Are we evacing? Where's the crafter? Uh, there. I got him. All right. Uh, are you portaling away? Are you, are you, do you, we can, we can, we can drop in and get you. Let's go 50-50. The crafter and I are not super close to the door yet, right? No, you're still on the other side of it. As I say, in terms of the groups, we've got Ulrich and Hornet next to each other. We've got Yaradamo, uh, Yardak and Uligengaru. And then we've got Gemini, Laserhawk, Atlas, and then I guess you and Crafter are probably pretty close to each other at this point. I say half of us try to get to that door, and the other half will, like, meet up with me and the Crafter to try and portal away. Crafter goes, Atlantis squad, get to the door. I'm trying to think of, like, an Atlantean version of Autobots roll out. Autobots roll out! <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> nah, fuck it. I was like, uh, alright, y'all, let's beat feet. Get the fuck up out of here. We don't want to be in this thing anymore. Ulijingaru, basically like a coordinated effort, like one throws out water, the other one runs on it, throws out the next bit of water. Okay, okay. Basically creating like a water walkway. Can I shoot off a solar shotgun to hopefully help Pam and Ulrich escape since they've been getting their shit rocked for like 20 minutes? And I'm imagining the crafter and I are running towards them too. Oh, actually, I'd say you're running towards them. Crafter throws out a portal beneath them so they fall through it once they got freed from because of uh, the solar shotgun. Oh, and then they land by us. Uh, no, they, they're gone. Like you don't see them. I assume you sent them back to Earth? Sent them back to the ship. And not in the sky. I just saw the crafter fucking eat people out of the fucking ship. That's fair. Yeah, no, they're back on the Condor, the the Union ship. I, I figured that's what that had to be, but I don't know. When did we get that? It's a long story. We'll talk about it later. And as you say that, he says duck and immediately like uses a portal, like generates a portal from his hand to like slap a guy away from you. Can I say at the same, like while he's doing that, that I like sidestep against someone who's about to go after him? Yes. So water team's going towards the door. Uh, we just got the uh, the other two out. So really the only people that aren't near an escape right now are visual aid and crafter. My escape is the crafter. Yeah. <laughs> crafter, open, crafter opens a portal. You see one open over near the door. I go, Vavanos, let's go. And I just go through the portal. Uh, yeah, so, like, you see, uh, Rickard pull up, and you see him through, and he gives you, like, a thumbs up, and he opens up a hatch on the top that you can jump into. I guess I'm gonna grab anyone who can't jump down by themselves, kind of point down, drop them down, jump back up to get the next person. All right, all right. Oh, I just thought of something cool I could do, but I don't even know if it's a little ridiculous. Eh, we're, we're in the zone for ridiculousness right now. I make, like, a hang glider and hang glide into the... That's a little much, but... Just a big umbrella. <laughs> but I guess I'll allow it. We I could marry Poppin' the fuck down. Mary Poppins all allowed. That seems more because also you're trying. Hang gliders can't really go down; they go at an angle. Okay, I kind of like make a weird Mary Poppins contraption because there's just a lot going on, and I jump and land right in the ship. <laughs> it's called an umbrella, Rachel. I imagine it's not actually an umbrella. What I've made, it's bigger than that. Yeah, it's more like a parachute. I like land right in there, and I just run up, and I kiss the hell out of Rickard. He's piloting the ship, but he, uh, but he kisses you for a moment and then has to get back to making sure the ship stays steady. Actually, th actually, your ship is full, so he's gonna take off, so the Atlanteans are gonna go on a different one. Uh, Yardak, another vulture pulls up for you to get into. Alright, and then the three of us 
jump out holding hands. All right, so you go in, you land on the top of it, you try to get inside. So I guess that's just uh, Laserhawk, Crafter, and, uh, or no, Laserhawk, you were helping people, but you jumped back up, I guess? You helped, you got Gemini in? Uh, yeah, I'm jumping back up to grab the next person and move them down. All right, uh, then yeah, I guess the last person's is you and Crafter then. Uh, is Atlas already down? <laughs> oh, right, Atlas. Uh, it'd be you, Crafter, and Atlas left. I turn to Atlas and Crafter and say, what the fuck are we waiting for? You see Crafter look past you, his eyes go wide, and then he puts a portal underneath you. What the fuck? Um, as you fall through it, and you see from the vulture that basically one of those anti-tank missiles hits the Crafter, uh, and he goes flying. Did you just kill your own character? Fuck. Uh, he goes flying. You're you're sitting on top of the vulture now, so you see him. Can I see this? Yes, everyone sees this. I imagine that Brock's just on the on the intercom, like Crafter, Crafter. Uh, you get you just get Cassie. He's out. Atlas, grab him. Uh, you see Atlas, and he goes on it. Grab him, jump in the ship. Come on. Crafter's free falling. Like he's already down past you. Fucking never mind. Atlas, jump in the ship, and I jump out to catch the Crafter. Okay. Uh, roll a grab check. If I see this, could I try to make, like, a giant, like, thing for them to land on? Let's see what happens first. Okay. Mason, this will be our way of seeing if you actually, like, you know, you, you targeted him properly. Because you're trying to hit a guy who's free-falling. Another friend die, I swear to God. I don't care if this one's, is this one's traumatic for you, too, RC. <laughs> 24. 24. Uh, yeah, you've got a hold of him, but of course now you just jumped downwards, so... How long is a mile? How tall is a skyscraper? Two skyscrapers up. Actually, no. You're 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 gonna have to roll a toughness check when you land, but this is not out of the range of what you could normally. Do I have any negatives to my toughness right now? I don't recall. Uh, negative two. Okay. Can I still try and make like a thing for them to land on? Uh, yeah. What do you want to try and do? I want to try and make like those things that they put out when like people are gonna fall. Like a like a trampoline. Yeah, like a trampoline thing. Okay. I'll say that you make something like that. Uh, so that'll give you a bonus. I'll give you a plus two okay. circumstance bonus to your toughness check then. So that his toughness is normal. Cool. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you're gonna need a plus two bonus. So just roll a normal toughness check. 30, 16 plus 14. You grab him out of the air. You're kind of spinning, but you see this thing form and you and you aim yourself towards it. You kind of dive bomb into it a little bit, but uh, but you're you're not any more hurt than you were a moment ago. Uh, you can see he's got a pretty big wound going though because of this energy tank missile thing hit him. You know what? I actually have a little bit in treatment. Can I see if I can like dress it up a little bit so he doesn't fucking die on me at least. Roll that and we'll come back to that in just a moment then. You get Betsy on the comms visual aid and, and Yardak. I mean, uh, Laserhawk probably can hear it too but he's a little distracted. Um, and she goes is everyone clear from the enemy ship? Yes. And you just hear her over the comms to someone else. Fire. Just like she did before. Even more so like three of those energy beams fire from the bow of the of the Union ship. Fire at will. A shit ton of missiles just like probably the entire allotment just goes off. Get fucked, space hosers. And you see this, that the ship is extremely damaged. I wonder where the craft out put those scientists. But it does orient itself towards the sky, and it just seems to squeeze in for a moment and then disappear. Well, fuck. I think it went bye-bye. But as far as you could tell, that ship was not really, like, it was not sealed shut. I must say, hopefully, as soon as it goes back into space, it just goes... And when you look around uh, the city, you can see a bunch of the vulture craft and Union forces appear to have uh, offloaded from the Condor and are taking back uh, Riverside's downtown's district. Hell yeah. I hope the people note how much Union is helping. Fair. Roll that treatment check. 
10 on the dice. Uh, 18 altogether, boss. You, you stitch him up like you're making, he's not like profusely bleeding, but you're like getting on the comms and like letting everybody know like, you know, that we need med. He's not dying, but I'm not sure how long that's going to be the case. So can we get him a doctor and a Lanian? I know, a fucking devoted dentist. A devoted dentist. <laughs> A doctor of philosophy comes around the corner. Not you, asshole. <laughs> no. You see that the aliens are being, like, cleared out, like, the, a bunch of them are being kind of taken prisoner. Me, my full focus is on stabilizing your fucking self-insert asshole. Again, you see, he, a doctor comes up. I guess, I don't know, unless Yardak's coming specifically, I was just gonna say it's a doctor. Yeah, uh, well, have we landed? You, I assumed you landed on the condor, unless you want to, unless you want to direct it to land on the street. You there, pilot, get down low enough for me to jump out so I can go over to Laserhawk and help him with the crafter. Then you guys can go wherever you need to go. Yes, sir, Mr. Ambassador. And the vulture does a very quick descent and, and lands, you know, there's wind whipping up from all the VTOL. You're able to get out. And, and again, it's a routine thing for you. You're able to, with Laserhawk having stabilized him, you're able to, like, heal up his wounds. Mm-hmm. And he wakes up. So this seems to be a common occurrence today, bud. Everyone's safe. Best of our knowledge. We, we did it. How are you feeling, buddy? It's been a day. We've got a lot to talk about, I think. Yeah, you're not lying about that one. Speaking of have a lot to talk about, do any of y'all need me? Currently? Nope. Uh, it sounds like Bessie's kind of, like, getting people back on the ship, though. Am I good to make sure my family's alive? Or you hear Rickard on the comms, go. If you need me, let me know, and I'm off. Who wants to go next, basically? Are we gonna resolve the sh- on the ship, or are we gonna resolve uh, the family? Well, I was gonna say, well, I can take a crafter back to wherever they landed the condor. Oh, they're not landing the condor. <laughs> oh, well then, yeah. Yeah, then just do it here. Yeah, yeah, the condor itself is not landing. I was saying that, like, the vultures were otherwise gonna go back to the condor, which is... Well, it would just be me taking the crafter to wherever other people are, so that that's what I would be doing. Oh! Um, I guess, and I'm with Rickard. Okay. All three of us are separate. Rickard lands you in the hangar bay of the Condor. A lot of you get out, and then the crafter opens a portal to get the rest of you from the other ship on, so everyone's back. Everyone except for Laserhawk now is back on the Condor. Mm-hmm. More for flavor text before. I would say Rickard and I are the last to leave the craft that we're on. I give him another, like, little kiss before uh, we leave. You gotta walk away, and he grabs you <laughs> in, like, a deep embrace. That works for me, too. I thought you died. I thought you were gone. I really need that asshole to stop kidnapping me. We'll be ready next time, if there is a next time. Luckily with that staff gone. Y- you can tell me all about it later. i also imagining that, like, because because they were, like, in the ship, that someone, like, the, like, air was ripping around, so Ruby's hair was, like, going crazy while they were kissing. Yeah. Let's go back down, then, to Laser Hut, where you're arriving. Carl and Bev both run out and see as you're landing. <sighs> Are you two okay? Carl takes in a full-on sprint and just, and and wraps his arm around you like, he's not as strong as you, but he's like a tight, tight hug. I imagine it still almost knocks me over, but like I catch myself. You've also got a negative too, you know, you're, you're, you're pretty messed up. Inside, I mean, couch. Ugh. Bev, you okay? Brock, where'd they go? We think we got them. We blew a pretty big fucking hole in that ship, so I'm assuming wherever they went, they collapsed on themselves immediately. I'm assuming that Union is scouring with their satellites to try and find out for sure. So those alien bastards could still come back? Hypothetically, anything I fought could still come back, Bev. Don't worry about that part. We won today. She cracks a smile and says, like, except the machinist. Surprise, actually. I've got a story. (laughs) Okay, and so back on the ship, uh, Betsy has the lot of you and says, thank everyone here for your work today. We were able to confirm all of the other forces, including Texas, uh, were driven away. 
uh, or 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 destroyed in some cases. The curiously dashing rogue was only killed fourteen times. Is his power just that he keeps coming back to life? Uh, he's essentially Jack Harkness, but kind of useless. And she says, "Let's." Uh, she she turns she turns to Ramos and says, "Ramos, you." Ha- I, I see. I have not seen Ramos yet. I see Ramos, and I do a little salute to him. And he gives a salute back. And Betsy looks at him and says, "We're heading to. We're going to head down to Echo Base. Ramos, you have control of the Condor." I make a whiskey sour. And down it. So does Brock, but differently. <laughs> she did that in the finale, too. The crafter throws open a portal and uh, takes you all into Echo Base. I want to point out that we really trust the, the crafter's portals a lot, considering he once told us he accidentally time travels through them sometimes. Uh, when Betsy gets there, she says, I'm going to thank you all again, and I'm always going to be grateful that you're always answering the call when I need you. The city needs you. She'll always remember the Alamo. I am from Texas. It's going to be different now. Yeah, we got sea mutants coming at us. Ramos is going to want a full debrief on that. Did I tell you about that? <laughs> I was the one who found out about that. We have not had a second. Oh, yeah, that's true. Ramos is going to want a full debrief on everything you experienced. It's going to be mission critical. The Varmite scientists said the beam changed creatures' DNAs, so that seems problematic. Nothing good comes from messing with DNA. Okay, battery. She gets a call on her phone and she answers it and she goes, understood. Look out for each other. Union is probably going to be back in town a little more, but this base is not going to be reopened. I just wanted somewhere that we could talk. Uh, We're going to set up in an abandoned Kmart. <laughs> and then a few moments later, you can see from the outside that a car pulls up and some men in uh, dark suits and sunglasses come up. Betsy just looks at him and goes, gentlemen. He's a men in black. I, I asked that out loud. Betsy Bullard, on behalf of the United States Secret Service, you're being placed under arrest. Please come with us. Excuse me? I want to step in front and say no. I'm, a, I'm an ambassador. I have diplomatic immunity. Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to step aside. For what purpose? What's going on? What grounds? Director Bullard is being held in contempt for going against the orders of the United Nations Security Council and has been deemed an unreliable asset to the United States. She just saved the world. She decided to go off on her own, and I'm not here to decide who uh, who is guilty or who is not, but she has agreed to be taken in on behalf of her actions. And Betsy looks at you and goes, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Last time it wasn't. Whenever people get arrested, it doesn't end well. Are you standing aside? I guess because Betsy told me it's okay. Uh, Look at whoever is arresting her. Let your boss know that they're being idiotic. I'll let the president know, ma'am. Good. What's the president's name? Dr. Abby Ritter. Let Abby know she's a dick. (laughs) I'm going to refrain from passing that one along, Mr. Ambassador. I'll tell her when I see her. And uh, they lead Betsy away. Uh, They don't handcuff her or anything. It's a very, you know. Also, who are they supposed to read Miranda rights? They're the Secret Service. They'll fucking kill you. They don't care. And so it's the lot of you, uh, pretty much everyone had come with you. So Hornet, Ulrich, Crafter, uh, Gemini, who's barely conscious right now. Uh, Atlas, the Alpha's there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I guess the only person uh, who didn't come with was Naren Betris. Where's he? <laughs> oh yeah, what happened to Nathan Buttrest? He's back on the ship. Uh, is- he's just standing on the fucking vulture. No, no, no. On he's he's on the condor. Remember that's where he's left. That's where he left him because he couldn't interfere in the combat. Well, that was fucked up. Ah, oh, Jesus. So we save the world, and then the world turns around and immediately says, "Fuck you, don't they?" Yep. And uh, Kevin Lewis is there, and he goes, "No, Betsy. Uh, Betsy was told, with under no certain circumstances, if uh, she took off without authorization, that this was uh, this was going to be the consequence." The consequences she didn't was the Earth being annihilated. The council had been preparing a counter plan of their own uh, as a next step. I don't know the specifics. I just know that they had a plan, but she felt it wasn't it wasn't getting enacted fast enough. And it wasn't because were they involved? Nope. I didn't see them anywhere when I was being abducted to space. 
I'm just I'm just letting you know what the situation was that you didn't know about before. They will be hearing from me. Well, visual aid. That makes Gemini laugh. <laughs> oh, my ribs. Oh. <laughs> I put a hand on her ribs and just make it go away. Uh, I also have proxyatica. Well, I mean, that, that's chronic, so. Town starts getting back to normal. You know, a lot of the heroes who were there visiting spend a little bit of time with you, but they got to get back to where they're going. Crafter helps them out by portal and I'm home. Yardamo and I create luscious caviar together <laughs> is that out is that a <laughs> euphemism it is now baby fish, fish eggs. eggs but no um yardamo and i spend the night indisposed oh my i'm sorry ruby and rickard have a similar night but hey yo hey <laughs> sorry Laserhawk. i'm used to it i, I imagine that you and, and carl are probably talking late into the night with the revelations both about about himself and about yourself yeah what all do you tell him what does he want to know i guess i want to know do you tell him about future him yeah i'm not keeping any secrets from him right now i just saw what happened he needs to know. Uh, him and Bev fall asleep on the couch, cuddled up with Cafe and Bodega. And me, being unable to sleep, sit up on my roof, staring at the stars, drinking. The next day, visual aid, you get a call from your boss. Hey, Ruby, how's it going? Hey, Derek, right? That's the right. No, it's not Derek. Um, this is your, I should say, this is your boss's boss. His name is, uh, Walter Stevens. Hey, uh, Walter. Hey, kid, I got some, uh, I got a bit of bad news for you here. Yeah, with, uh, everything that happened yesterday, there's, the network's kind of, uh, retooling anything space-related. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna be going on a bit of a hiatus for the moment until they figure out what exactly they want. Oh. You know, aliens are kind of, uh, not in vogue at the moment. You understand, I hope. In her head, Ruby wants to be like, some of the aliens were nice. And I go, yeah, I get it. I'm guessing no one, no, it is not known at all out, like, to the general public that an alien came and warned us, right? You don't see anything in the papers about that. I, I, hopefully people understand that I, I don't think this was every alien out there. No, no, of course, not all aliens. Fuck all of you. I get it. Um, if there's any other, you know, shows. Yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, trust me, <laughs> you've done amazing work. You're first on the roster, uh, if we have any work going on in Riverside, uh, or, uh, listen, I'll go to bat for you, you know, if they, if they got a shoot that's going on somewhere else, you know, I'll get them to play, pay for, for, uh, airfare, as long as you're cool with that. Yeah! Thinking is like, I also have to save this fucking city every five fucking minutes, but... Uh, yeah, of course. All right, kid. I got a, I got a lot of calls to make, though, so I'll, I'll catch you later, okay? Catch you later. All right, Ruby. Take it easy. Ugh, I should have seen that coming. Uh, later that day, you get a text, Yardak, from Ruth Day. Ruth, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we all got out of town. I saw what you did. Uh, it was amazing work. We got our asses kicked here and there, but we pulled through. I should say, this is a text message. Can you meet up? I'm back in town. Yeah, I'm on my way. She asked you to meet at a coffee shop that's not too far from where you live. Okay. And when you get there, uh, she is with a woman who's a little older than her. Like, I'd say probably in her mid-40s. Looks uh, very... Like, this woman does not have a skin routine. Like, you know, she's not... Uh, she looks a little weathered, I'd say. So your bitch is ugly. It's fine. No, she's not ugly. She just looks like, you know... She's, Natural. <laughs> why does she have to be ugly? <laughs> Jesus. I, you, I, you were very heavily handed painting Oh, sorry. No, woman. I just meant to imply this person looks like they've, they've been through some shit and they're not really, like, you know, necessarily all about taking care of themselves. Oh, uh, okay. And she's wearing, like, uh, a very well-fitting suit. And she has kind of a uh, brown hair pulled back into like a bun. Okay. Very serious look about her. Mm -hmm. Ruth goes, hey, Yardak, thanks for coming to meet me. Uh, just wanted you to meet my boss. And and she goes to give you a handshake. 
Hi, Alice Payton, head of the Supervillain Assault Specialty Squad. Sass. Uh, Betsy was in Sass. I shake her hand. I've been wanting to talk to you, Mr. Yard- uh, Mr. Yardak. We're planning on uh, making our presence more known in Riverside City. I hope we get a chance to work together. Well, I know if y'all can create somebody like Betsy, then... You already got a shoe in for me. And she has a very sour look on her face when you mention Betsy's name. She kind of like gives Ruth a look like about the fact that you mentioned Betsy. So then I also follow up with, and I know you guys are on the outs, but you were on the same team once. Why can't we be again? The Great Enveloping Cosmic Dark Part 2 Masks and Mayhem uses the game Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. Be sure to check out our Kofi if you're interested in helping the show grow. That's ko-fi.com slash mayhemcast. The episode was written, produced, and empowered to hold off an alien invasion by myself, R.C. Byler, with production assistance by Brandon Brownson. Our logo art is by Jen Evans, and our font is by A.J. Eisen. Our theme music is by Pope Brandon Brownson. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com. guys we did it how fucking yeah bitch it's been for fucking ever how does it feel oh boy honey that was a real badass way to start the fucking yeah, season i'll tell you what really cool um Udavon, even more of a dick than i remember yeah the misogyny grows in that one that wasn't on purpose it really wasn't i know but then we just ran with it yeah <laughs> the reason i had him target gemini is because he fi- i figured uh he didn't want someone who could duplicate powers in the fray you know, honestly i was waiting for gemini to duplicate his powers i mean it was just the staff though right to give you an idea he was a pl 15 with the staff and then he dropped down to a pl 10 without it oh wow mm. yeah i still can't believe i almost lost a fucking fight to a stick <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was extremely strong. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Uh, you eventually got the staff before it got to show it got to a negative four, and he got to a negative six when he, before he got knocked out. God damn. I feel like we all got some badass moments. Yeah, I really yeah. tried to work on that. Um, I also thought it gave you an opportunity to really see some of your allies or some other characters you hadn't really seen before in action. Yeah, I like that, like, everybody, like, even though we didn't, like, get into them, I like that everybody was just there. Yeah, we basically got the entire hero side of the inevitable Masks of Mayhem fighting game roster in this. <laughs> What did you think of of Unibon and the ship? Unibon's a cool villain. I want to punch him in the face. What did you think of the Condor? Uh, definitely a cool fucking set piece. Yeah, I like the whole, like, midair thing and then, like, doing the portals in between. That's, that's another reason I wanted to take the crafter out of it for a little bit because I was like, come on, you gotta, you gotta... Yeah, but yeah, the Condor's been on my list of things that I wanted to introduce, like, from the beginning. Um, I'm mad at the United States government and their bullshit right now. Oh, I mean, that's just my default. Technically, it's the United Nations, but the United States government was the one taking point because they're in. I'm mad at the United Nations and their bullshit right now. They would have left me there to fucking die. And visual aid's going to bring that up. Honestly, as I say, I'm thinking about it. They probably would have just blown the ship out of the sky. Yeah, they would have fucking killed me. Unnecessary sacrifice. I don't think so. I'm going to use that fucking beam 
to backdoor so many fucking manimals in the riverside. But yeah, what do you think about bringing back the Jula Boulevard? That thing is more fucking trouble than it's worth, though. Everyone's coming fucking for it. Literally. She's a cause of all of our problems. All of our season finale problems? More than one. Yeah, it was a two-for-one special for Unibon. Two out of two season finales have because because the villain's trying to get that fucking thing. What'd you think about getting to spend time with the crafter? What'd you think about uh, you know, just the general vibe? Did you, did you like the back and forth? Was it a good balance you felt? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Our first cliffhanger finale resolved. Was there anything that, like, we did something you weren't expecting? Your escape from the cells went differently than I was thinking it was going to. It was really exciting, and I liked it. What did you think we were going to do? Oh, because I had no idea how the fuck else we were going to do that. I had a couple ideas on ways you could have done it, but, like, the way you ended up going about it was absolutely way more fun. I'm glad I still got to bring back a I remember something from when we, like, played this originally, even though we couldn't use the first one that I remembered. You did an amazing job. It's definitely going to tie back into things that it's going to fill in... Uh, people on stuff that happened even though we didn't record it before. What did you think about the fight with Unibon, like, actually as a combat? What a dick. Fucking nuts. Yeah, it, it made for some, like, ooh... Cause when he when he hit, yeah, that shit hurt. Went landing on one guy, Gemini Mega Sonic missling. I'm glad I I'm glad I got to fucking stab him at the end there. I'm glad I got to walk over his fucking body. Sass coming to town and the space cadet changes. Sad. The space cadet changes uh make total sense, but I was not expecting that. Sass caught me uh completely off fucking guard. I was not expecting that, but it makes a lot of sense in the context. Oh yeah, I knew that there was gonna be like an ending, like a thing, but I was like, hmm. Don't know what it, like I had no idea what it would be. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, good game. Yeah. 